What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's Y'all can't keep up for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. Welcome, 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 welcome to Wednesday's Facts Over Feelings live stream where we kick the Mickey Ficky facts and we don't give a fucks about your feelings and you in here. With the Bruce Wayne, it is the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Radamus. You're in the desert storm bunker with none other than EWF. That is every woman's fantasy. Also known as CGA and C-God-A-La, and I'm the 10-time demonetized champion of YouTube. We gonna get into it today, because I gotta had a short break today. But we're going to talk about did Drake cause the divorce, the husband of one Bobby Altoff. I don't even know what that is. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say Bobby Altoff. (laughs) All right. (laughs) New, 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 new world. Is it Altoff? What is that? Anyway, we know her as the make more money, darling woman. We're going to talk about her. And did he cause the husband of Bobby Altoff to go get a divorce and pull the divorce ripcord as her career started skyrocketing. We're going to talk about some things that you have to address there. And it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when four measly years of marriage, four measly years of marriage thrown down for some internet rumors that she got. Yeah, she got folded up like a love letter from the second grade, potentially. Yes, her daughter, Richard. Um, I don't have the video. I'm going to have to find the video of that, uh, of that because um, the only way I can show it is if I pull up my stream yard, but that might mess with the stream camera. There's a whole bunch of mess going on there. I'm going to figure out how I can do that. I might be able to do it. might be able to do it, and I'll do it live. All right, we got Straggle with Sniggle Theater. We got Doom and Gloom CGA. We also have, what segment is this? We also have a segment called, oh, Crime and Law CGA will be up today. We got a lot going on. We got doom and gloom going on today, man. We got Straggle and Sniggle Theater, Crime and Law CGA. We got a segment called, can it be that it was all so simple then? Men are so simple. And then we're going to get to the main event. Did Drake calls the divorce? A happy home of Bobby Althoff getting divorced Grape the kingdom. Well, she about to get divorced. Grape the kingdom come. We'll talk about that. And really, divorce season is upon us. Anyway, do me a favor. Hit the like button. And to contribute to today's show. Dollar sign, the notorious CGA. All right. Notorious CGA on the cash app. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, and PayPal. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that be pinned to the top of the live chat on the free agent lifestyle channel. And you can super chat. On the Notorious CGA channel. I don't think there's any earlier contributors to today's show at this particular point. So let's see here. Maybe there is. There's one, and we'll hit them up before we get going. Shout out to Loud Pockets. Loud Pockets says, make more money, darling. I'll try to do it. I'll try to share the video for the people who don't know. I'll try to share the video, but I don't, there's no promises. But anyway, let's get the straggle and sniggle theater. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick, you can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater, man. Let's go. 
Hit that like button. We're going to get right into it. First Dragon with Sniggle Theater up right here. Take a oh, look at this thing right here. I don't even know what this is. What in the hell is that? <laughs> right, I have to tell you. Hey, look at this. Holy mackerel. This woman said, and this is what these game ninjas be talking about, the mouthpiece ninjas. What am I looking at right now? What in the hell am I looking at? All right, I can't tell, but uh, she feeling good, and she says, I'll buy you a PlayStation 5 if you'll be my boyfriend. Oh, hell no, right now. Oh, Here we go. Free Punani. My girl buys me stuff. I'll, I'll buy you a PS5 if you'll be my boyfriend. Oh. I just oh, got my mental health check today. I'm looking for a boyfriend. Oh. And I got my child support. Oh. I got my nails done. What's up? I'll buy you a PS5 and you be my boyfriend. Oh, I just got my mental health check today. I'm looking for mental a boyfriend. Health. And oh. I got my child support. Oh, ninja. Oh, I got my nails done. Oh, ninja. Oh, <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Any takers? Anybody going in? Holy moly. That is definitely, I don't know what this is. What in the Sasquatch is going on here? She got her mental health check, her child support, her tax return, and she ready to for you to uh, put your mouth all on them giblets down at the bottom of her neck. Look at all of that right there. That's a disgrace. Oh, my goodness, ninja. You going to be mad. Yes. Who knocked this up? Who knocked this up? Somebody knocked this thing up. I tell you, y'all ninjas never surprise me. Somebody, what do I tell you? Nasty boys will go knee deep stroking these booger wolves. Oh my goodness, stroking that somebody was stroking the hell out of that penis fly trap. Ooh, and he was digging deep. He was digging deep. Oh, that's nice. I tell you, it's always ninja's always gonna do it. <laughs> yikes, 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 yikes. Uh anyway, she's looking to have a boyfriend. Anybody takers right there? Any takers? It's all hey, just just cut off the light. Just cut off the light. She might gobble you up with her mouth. That mouth, you might disappear in there. She, uh, never mind. Never mind. I'm trying to fix this. Oh, that's nice. I'm trying to fix this y'all binds in there. Woo. <laughs> oh, man. Somebody knocked that up. All right. Oh, it's Drago. It's Nickel Theater. Next, we have a Millie Mouth Muskrat. We go from that Booger Wolf Sasquatch to a Millie Mouth Muskrat. Look at that mouth. All right, we go from a wet mouth to a dry mouth. Look at that Millie mouth. I mean, that lip's sticking all up over the top of that little lip. Wowzers. <laughs> oh, man, what does she got to say? I don't care what Dave Ramsey says. I'm going to sit in my car that I make payments on, eat my Taco Bell while my student loans wait for me to even notice them. Oh. Because... I deserve to be happy. Oh, no. I don't care what Dave Ramsey says. I'm going to sit in my car that I make payments on, mm. eat my Taco Bell while my student loans wait for me to even notice them. Oh, ninja goodness. You get it through your thick they down bad out broke. here. <laughs> Dead flat stony broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Man, these girls down bad out here, ninja. There's a ninja that's going to stroke that too with, with no problem. Is she eating a bean burrito? What is she eating? This is disgusting. Oh, oh that's goodness. nasty. She looking like a Millie Mouth muskrat for sure. 
and she broke at the same time. you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Look at that mealy mouth. Oh, look at... <laughs> and she said she happy. She said, ah, oh, she happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> Man, that's the, that's the mealiest mouth woman that we've seen all year. <laughs> that's the mealiest mouth. All right, anybody folding uh, Lily? I'll call her uh, uh, Tessa. Anybody taking Tessa down? <whistles> this woman is going to take you to child support coat too, man. Tessa. Woo. Tessa was looking rough. What were, that was definitely Columbus, Ohio's best. Columbus, Ohio's best right there, Tessa. Eating down, chowing down on the Taco Bell bean burrito, and she's broke. Okay, woo. Somebody's future. <laughs> Goodness. What do we got here? Okay, we got a whole bunch of, okay, we got some, all right, manufacturer beaches. Let's see what they got to say. Do not pay. Going on a first date and even offering, don't even offer. offer. Like, don't. When the bill comes, you no, just look. UK. Mm, like that. Mm. Yeah. You're not like, I'll get this or. Oh. Should we split it? And I'm like, no. oh my God, how much is it? How oh, much is it? No. Is it expensive? No, do not do that. Yeah, like she said, don't even fucking offer. Oh. If a man respects you and values you and wants you, he's going to fucking pay that bill. If he if can't pay that bill. If he's asked you to come on a date, he's requested you to come on a date with oh. him, then it's up to him to pay. Yeah. Look, if it was the other way around and it was really weird and you asked him, then fine. Yeah. But like, that's really strange. Yeah, right. Don't ask him. Don't ask him to come on a date. Of course not. But like, at the end of the day, you've done your hair, your makeup, your yeah. nails, and you've put in the effort and you're looking beautiful and you're going on this date, like, the least you can do is pay. Oh, these UK drags there. That's some airheads right there, bro. What? Sisters in the city. Everybody got a podcast now. These UK straggles are out of control. All right. They got some pretty eyes, but ooh. They attitudes are nasty girls. Them na nasty, nasty oh, girls. Nasty. These nasty, nasty girls right here. Okay, this woman said no, because if I don't like uh that date or I feel in any way unsafe i'm paying for me and i'm leaving everybody knows even this woman said i'm paying to leave this woman said no nah, i'm not gonna make them pay and that's actually a smart idea there's a woman up here saying if the date is bad i'd rather pay to leave think about that logic right there think about that logic that's actually smart logic because you're not the date's not going well and you're like well you're gonna pay for it anyway right that's not gonna even that's probably gonna make it worse my opinion. Then he, he going to go full Vince McMahon on you. He going to go full Vince, Mc, Vince McMahon on you. You don't want that, allegedly. So she's like, I'm going to pay to get up out of there and leave asapidly. But these three old, these straggles, UK straggles, nar. Oh, my goodness. What do they got to say? They better on Go mute. Damn, why did they? They look better on mute. That's a lot of makeup on their face, though. Being on a first date and even offering don't even offer oh look at that mouth oh i put something in there they do gavin's little transsexual energy too like this one's not like, don't when the bill comes you just look look at this <laughs> this is what's wrong with these people man yo man you need to get off them birth control pills your face is looking a little never mind 
She need to get off them birth control pills. She picking up weight. She picking up mad weight. Like she don't realize it, but in about five years, that face is going to be filled out. She need to drop some weight. Mm, like that. Like that. Oh, big time airheads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my humanity. Hey, man, you got to pick your poison out here, man. You got to pick your poison, man. You want some, and these supposed to be attractive girls right here because they made up. They got their cake face on, but they goofy. Look at this. Man, this is what I tell you. You're better seen than heard. You're better seen than heard. These people should know, man, nobody wants to hear you talk. And these are sisters? Yeah, they said they were sisters. They do kind of look alike. They definitely got the same face. They probably look like their father with a wig on. Their father probably looks like this, Barney Rubble. I guarantee you if you meet their parents other than the Botox, I bet you her father's face looked just like this, this big old oval. Her father looks like this without the, uh, <laughs> without the makeup. Oh, man, too much, too much Botox out here today. All right, Straggle with Sniggle Theater, we have a prawn star. A prawn star. I guess having a podcast goes along with being a prawn star. I guess I should do some prawn on the side. So they getting cheeks clapped and doing a podcast? Boy, they're outworking me. Well, she says she wanted to go through her 304 days, her 304 phase. This is what she said. I'm going to go through my 304 phase. However, I want to get paid for it. So the best thing for me to do is if I'm going to sleep around, I'd rather do pornography and then get paid for it instead of doing like the other girls are hooking up for free. Let's let her explain. To be perfectly honest, one of the main reasons I even got into porn was because I didn't want to be the girl just hooking up with guys for the hell of it. I was like, if I'm going to hook up with guys... I want to get fucking paid for it. And I don't want to fuck just anybody. I want to fuck successful, successful. attractive men. Attractive. I'm not going to waste my time with these fucking losers and bottom feeders. I'm going to be oh. completely honest. To be perfectly oh, honest, man. one of the main reasons I even got into porn was because I didn't want to be the girl just hooking up with guys man. for the hell of it. I was like, if I'm going to hook up with guys... I want to get fucking paid for it. And Jesus. I don't want to fuck just anybody. I want to fuck successful, attractive men. I'm not going to waste my time with these fucking losers and bottom feeders. I'm oh, man. I'll be completely honest. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's getting tough out here. They like, man, I could get paid for getting this punani. And I don't lose any leverage. Like, I don't lose any social status. People don't consider me, you know, beneath. Hoeing is sex work. Sex work is work. <laughs> she called. She called. She called the ninjas a bottom feeder, but she a prawn actress. Hi, yi, yi. And by the way, who's what? I mean, listen, I've watched worse prawn in my life, but how often is she gonna be casted? This is a gordita. I know a gordita when I see one. What is she a maid? She gonna play the Mexican maid? I I know her. What is her last name? She a gordita. She definitely a gordita. With that curly-ass, nappy-ass hair. Stop. Like, what is, how successful a prawn actress is this woman? I mean, can you make money in prawn? You might have OnlyFans. All right, let me see. What, what, who is this woman? Let me, let me do some follow-up. Oh, I see her. Okay, she look a little bit better in her, on her profile. All right, but, yeah. She got a, she got a square, SpongeBob square booty in the pants. All right, yeah. She about to do MILF made prom in, in a minute. 
All right, man, the world's going, man. All right, the world is filled with pimps and hoes. Where we stop, no one knows. All right, the world is mine. Can't you see? Somebody said she's thin. Uh, she is thinner and the fit. I mean, but she still got a refrigerator body. She ain't got no. Yeah, I see her. I mean, I I'm, I'm I would smash, but yeah, it's a future gordita. All right, but anyway, wow. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's an easy night for CGA. All right, we got one more in Stragglin Single Theater. We got a mother daughter cam girl OnlyFans girls. All right, this is soft white underbelly. This describes a weekend at Texas Christian University for CGA or SMU, Southern Methodist. Okay, t- soft white underbelly is going to show us a mother-daughter cam girl model. So now we got mothers and daughters. Well, how far is this going? We're going way too deep into the rabbit hole. Okay, we're going way too deep in the rabbit hole. Now we're putting out, uh, we got a girl named Africa in Wifu or Waifu. Waifu in Africa. Mother and daughter cam girl model. Send it. Hey, man. <laughs> okay. Let's continue. Let's see what's going on here on the mother daughter cam girl model. All right. Soft white underbelly. Let's take a look here. Yes. Where are you guys from? From Stockton, California. Stockton. How old are you? I'm 27. You're 27. Yeah. 27. Okay. Mm. So you're not a kid. Nah. Oh, what? But you guys oh, have you separate OnlyFans accounts. Yes. yes. You're both uh, OnlyFans. Oh, my yeah, Lord. technically. She technically I'm is, different. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. I so, am. like, um, I do censored content, so actually this is a lot. Oh, the humanity. I mean, what we going to do for him here, man? What what we going to do from here? This is getting, <laughs> I, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. It's. We're, we're trying to keep this together. And I guess there's a market for everybody. And <laughs> this is <laughs> now, those are gorditas right there. Oh, man. Mother and daughter cam girl only fans. Hey, Putin. Send them over, bro. We need we need a reset. Yes, because it's getting hectic. All right. We're going to keep this show on the road here. We're going to try to keep it on the road. Last one, Straggle at Sniggle Theater. We have a sister. Sister, you been on, on my mind. <laughs> All right. Uh, sister right here. She's a truck driver, sister. Shout out to the sisters. Oh, we got a RIP Kevin Samuels. We got a sister who's a truck driver. Okay. And she got a she got her ponytail weave, her divester wig. Shout out to uh, Doctor Thunder, and somebody's doing kind of one of these shows where they interview a woman. You know, same format. 
uh, that they stole from Kevin Samuels. We'll give Kevin Samuels the creator on that. Then everybody kind of follows suit. And uh, this owner operator says of a truck says you have to make $100,000 a year to date her. Let's go. Let's go with it right here. Um, you got to have money. <laughs> no, I'm not a gold digger. No, I'm not a gold digger. But you got to have money. So how much money are we talking? Um, <laughs> um. You gotta know. You said he got to have money. You know how much money yeah, you want to have. But majority, half of them don't, don't have the money with the level where I'm at. So, you know, uh, at least 100000 Oh, so you want to make at least 100000 a year? Yes. Yes, because I got big bills, not big. small bills. Okay. Period. Y'all heard that? Do they? Um, you got to have money. <laughs> well. I got money. <laughs> Look at this, man. I mean, if I, I work for, I make $100,000 a year, and this is my result. Like, this is the best I can get. Like, this would be a shame. It would be a travesty if this was the best I can get at 100K. Well, 100K, 300K is the new 100K. So, I mean, you right back down at the bottom, <laughs> like you swimming upstream, trying to get to 100K just to get a bottom of the barrel, bitch, that drive a truck all day for a living. She'd be at truck stops watching uh, my homeboy truck owners be hitting them lot lizards. What is going on? And that fake-ass jury tangled up ass bitch over here. Come on, man. This is crazy. <laughs> I got big bills. So you want to date a person because you have big bills. Again, there's that mill utility right now. Okay, you need to make $100,000 a year for me. Why? Because I got big bills. Okay, but your, your bills are your bills, <laughs> right? That's not, what does that have to do with me? What, what, is, what does that have to do with me? I'm, I'm dating you. We're getting into a relationship. We're going to cohabitate. We're going to get married. Your bills are your bills. My bills are my bills. No, 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 no. Pay my bills, and then I'll build up my trucking business, and then I'll make a lot of money, and then I'll be a strong and independent woman. <laughs> Man. All of that for that woman. That is crazy. <laughs> no, I'm not a gold digger. No, I'm not a gold digger. How do you figure but you got to have money. So how much? You got to have money. This is all these women talk about. How much money are we talking? They never want to. Look at this. Oh, and she, you know, she broke. She's an owner operator, still broke. Um, <laughs> oh, um and you, she, ugh, disgusting. got to know. You said he got to have money. You know how much money yeah, you want to have. But majority, half of them don't, don't have the money with the level where I'm at. Where I'm at. Whose auntie is this? Are you drunk driving, too? This woman got to be drunk driving. They don't have the money where I'm at. What city she live in? Milwaukee. She definitely live in Milwaukee. <laughs> All right, this is definitely some Detroit shit right here. But they don't have the money. This is Cleveland for sure. Cleveland. But they don't have the type of money at the level where I'm at. Raspy at, ugh. <laughs> what are you talking about? She got to be drunk. So, you know, uh, at least 100000 Well, That's all. Hey, just a shot in the dark. How much? How much you need? How much you need, baby? $100,000. <laughs> just throw it out here. They got to have the type of money where I'm at. 
I got big bills and big panties. She got big panties. Cleveland represent. We had Columbus represent, and now we got Cleveland. And that wig smelled like Newport menthols, for sure. All right, that's Draggle and Sniggle Theater. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Not the type of money where I'm at. Did I have my banner up? I didn't even have it up. Well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, hit the like button and uh let's pop up over here. We got Love W CGA. He says CGA. I think that's CGA. Yeah, he says uh CGA, I'm 48, no kids, and never been married. I had a 28-year-old Jamaican chick. He says, who's half black and half Indian, Kamala Harris. No kids and never been married. Who said she wants to marry me and have my babies. She also weighs 267 pounds. Your take, 267. Well, we know who's been clapping the cheeks. I know what you've been doing, man. You have now revealed yourself. You told on yourself. I know who you're dating. There she is right there. She half black, half Indian. So she got to be hairy. And she's 267, 28 years old. You had me in the first half. Second half fell apart like the Atlanta Falcons. 267. Yep. I know who's, I know the the nasty boy has revealed himself. Oh, that's nasty. We found him. We found him. <laughs> we found him. Oh no. Oh man, we found you, brother. You, you didn't you didn't you didn't uh disclose your location. You doxed yourself. <laughs> you doxed yourself. It did start off good. I was like, oh sicky sicky now. And then she's overweight. Yeah, so no, just all right. Two sixty seven, you say. It's okay. My camera's tripping. Anthony D91 says, I've been absent from the live streams. Here is $500. And it's not. Mm. <laughs> and it's not. No, no, no noises, no sound effects for you. She's not a number coach. Okay, yeah, you know. And he's going to get a free PlayStation out of it. He's going to get a free PlayStation. Okay, what do we got over here? Let me check uh, what the life is like over here. The life is like Nathan. I think we can continue on with the show. Indeed. All right, Glenn S., help with the baby mama terrorist fund. Appreciate you, sir. All right, what do we got coming up next? All right, I got to check. Oh, crime and law CGA. We got crime and law CGA. Another one of these teachers. These teachers are wilding today, man. Let's get the crime and law CGA coming up here. Let's go ahead and switch my banner since I missed it last time. It's a little off center, but I'll go with it. Crime and Law CGA here. Uh, we have another wife out here in these cotton picking streets. In these streets. Did I report on her? Damn, all these Millie Mouth muskrats, man. These muskrats out here going crazy. In these streets. This is definitely an indicator of the sexual marketplace uh, dynamics where 80-20 rule is wild. I think, did I report on them? No, maybe I haven't. And people are saying, she ain't Millie Mouth. Well, take a look at the bottom picture, the mugshot. Yeah, that's a muskrat. She a whole muskrat. She a whole muskrat. But there she is up there. She even got her muskrat ears at the top. Look, she got her even musk. She got her mouse ears up there. A muskrat. 
It says Mary teacher arrested for sneaking into a 14 year old student's home to have intercourse in his bed, his twin mattress. Cops found her vaginal juices soaked into the sheets. Oh my goodness. Oh, the humanity. Man, what are we doing? Oh man. These bitches out of control. Man, where's the Muslims at? Where's the Islam at? We need to start stoning these peach. We need to start stoning them, man. We need to start making examples out of these people, man. What are we doing? I guess we need 304s in the ecosystem. This is getting out of control. All right, let me read the story. And, and shout out to this guy, this poor guy. He thought he was winning, marrying a whole muskrat. Man, this gives new titles to the word leaking. Cops found her vet. This is according to the Savoie show. They found her juices leaking. Little, little uh, DeAndre had her leaking. 14-year-old put that stroke on her, man. What is going on? Man, it says a married Virginia teacher faces up to 50 years behind bars after pleading guilty to getting her back blown out and her punani stroked by a 14-year-old student over the school year at his home where her DNA, a.k.a. vaginal juices, was discovered from his bed linens. I mean, this ninja didn't wash his sheets at all. It says DNA was recovered. It says her name is Megan Pauline Jordan age 25 who taught at the Hungary Hungary Creek Middle School in Henrico County pleaded guilty to four counts of carnal knowledge and one count of indecent liberties of a minor which are all felonies according to this news station during the 2022 and 2023 school year Miss Jordan it looks like she's married had wait was having sexual relations with their 14 year old student according to some attorney shannon taylor on several occasions miss jordan would go to the victim's home and get her back blown out by the student her dna was recovered from his bed linens taylor added jordan was arrested in june 2023 and was initially charged with five counts of carnal knowledge carnal knowledge of a minor in two counts i read all of this didn't i I read all this. They were just repeating themselves. The school district called Jordan's arrest an extremely serious and upsetting situation in an email to parents last year. We have communicated with families at the school and we will continue to support our school community in any way needed. I bet you you will because these women out here is out here like crazy out here. In these streets. Woo. Is anybody else just over this hookup culture yeah they're it's not great pun they're not calling it great i don't know what they call it when the male teachers uh fold up 14 year old girls which is something that we're not acknowledging that they should be but they would say teacher great 14 year old is he'd be up there <laughs> right but a ninja like yeah i stroked that punani i had her leaking Okay, she facing 50 years. Let's see what type of stuff she'll get here. These teachers out of control recently, these female teachers. By the way, here's my theory on this for people who want to know. I've always said that female teachers probably have done this way long time 
way more than we know, but they had the they had the complexion for the protection for the connection. Shout out to Paul Mooney. Right? They were female, so nobody talked about it. Like, shh. But a male teacher look at a student like in wild things, like, hi. He going to jail. Oh, you pervert. But most teachers have been women in our legacy, in our legacy as a as a young country. Most of them been teachers. I mean, most of them been women. Even in the olden days, on the little house in the prairie days. Okay. Yeah, there was always female, young female teachers, and I can guarantee you, and female tutors, I can guarantee you, you know, women have definitely been getting a long stroke, all right, from their students way more than male teachers. 100% facts. Facts. All right, yes, if you, you young guys, I didn't have many young teachers back in the day. I don't think I had teachers that were 25 years old back in my days. I had old lady-ass teachers. I had cross-eyed ladies, old ladies with warts on their nose, teachers. Like we had the before we had the, we had the women that was teaching for like the 35th, 50th year. Saggy titties, you know what I mean, with the pointy bra. Let me show y'all something. <laughs> this is in the uh let me see here. Let me see if I can pull it up. I might not be able to pull it up on a uh let me see. Uh, let's see if I can do it here. Yeah, all my teachers wore bras like this. All my teachers wore bras like this. You know what I mean? They was like old ladies. You know, they taught from 1950 to 1990. That's what my teachers looked like. Yeah, World War II ass teachers. Teachers from the Christmas story ass teachers. All my teachers was old and fat. <laughs> with warts on their nose, cockeyed. And they wore the glasses with the string on it right here. And they had to put their glasses up like this. And they looked over their glasses. Their glasses hung from their hung on their titties like this with the string on it, and they used to come over with them saggy waggies all tucked in them shits right there, and they used to come up like this. All right, now, they used to get the chalk. All right, Greg, if you talk one more time, I'm going to put your name on the board. And I'm like, put it on the board. I don't care. She turn around, and she get up there with the cursive. G-R-E-G. And she tap it like that. <laughs> she she tapped the chalk. Say something again. I'm going to put a check next to your name. Again. Check. The next time you talk, you're out of here. Two checks and you're out. I'm out of here. He's he like, check. Go to the principal's office, ass ninja. Mm. <laughs> With all that arm, when she writing my name in cursive, her arm just a jiggling like this. This is just flapping. She just cursive. <laughs> oh man ugly nasty ass teacher like oh look at this nasty ass (laughs) all right anyway that was my teachers we didn't have no 25 year old teachers i had like i had like 58 year old teachers what the hell's going on here (laughs) that turkey that arm just ugh. Anyway, yeah, we we didn't we didn't have what y'all had today, y'all youngins. <sighs> Chicken flapping ass arms. All right, I guess that's it for crime and law CGA. I guess that's it. Yes, indeed. All right, we do have a super chat. We're gonna get to the next segment. Men are so simple. Men are so simple. This is gonna be a short show, I guess. Maybe not. I might need a short show today. Shout out to Bronx King says the only place where success comes before work 
is in the dictionary. Handle your business or the business will handle you. A lot of y'all Bronx King, they don't want to hear that shit today. They want to hear, they want to make $80,000 a year for their first job. You let them, you got to let them know. They want to be like, I want to make $85,000 a year. I'm struggling. How am I supposed to afford a two-bedroom apartment living by myself? These people are sad. Hustle culture is not, it's toxic. Hustle culture is toxic. All day they scroll and they TikTok. Hustle culture is toxic. I like to make fun of them. But I always like to tell them as well, man. I started at the bottom, fam. Shout out to G Money in the building. He says, I have twice, I have twice my debt saved. Should I pay it off? Get rid of your fucking debt, bro. You gonna you, you in the prison. Get rid of that shit. <laughs> All right. Get rid of your debt. Money mindset. Patreon.com backslash coach Greg Adams. And uh get to the money mindset level over here. Pay off your debt. Pay it all off. All right. It is the most freeing. You guys, most people in America got debt. I don't know what the number is, but it's got to be high 60%. High 60s, probably 70%. Like debt that they cannot pay. Pay that shit off. And you will live a life that most people will never live. Don't even think twice. And uh, this is a bird in the hand, two in a bush type shit. Okay, so what happens is people um, have debt, and what they'll do with the debt is they'll be like, all their life, they'll be like, I'm going to pay it off, I'm going to pay it off. And then what will happen is they'll get money, they'll get money, to, and then they should just pay it off, but they'll be like, mm, maybe I won't. I'll put a little bit of money on it, and then I'll do something for myself because I deserve it. Nah, man, pay that shit off, bro. Get rid of it. You don't want it, man, because indenture servitude is real. If you don't pay it off, you're going to trick that money off. You're going to do something stupid. Um, that money's not earning any interest if you're not putting it in the market account, money market account. So it's not doing anything but sitting in the bank. You have an emergency fund. Save enough for emergency fund. Three to six months of income. Pay that debt off. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Somebody said chapter seven it. Mm, damn. I'll tell them the chapter seven it. Well. Um. <clears throat> Um, you know, bankruptcy is part of the American dream. I wouldn't do it, man. Listen, I believe in money karma. I mean, not that I'm saying that I wouldn't file for bankruptcy because sometimes you have to. It's a good legal maneuver and a tactic, and you do get your – it's not what it used to be. However, I would say money karma. Treat money the way you want money to treat you. Pay off your debts if you can, and um, you will find that that thing will come back to you. So go pay the money off. You're, you'll be glad you did. You'll feel better. Pay it off. Um, but yeah, you'll get the money, you'll have debt, you'll have $10,000 in debt, but you'll get like a $12,000 bonus. And you're like, oh, well, if I pay, if I, if I, if I pay off my debt, I only have $2,000. But if I put $500 on each of my debts and I have $10,000 or $11,000, all right, now I can get jiggy. I can get jiggy. My thing is go ahead and do the money karma, treat money the way you want money to treat you, if you can. Other than child support, fuck them, all right? I don't care about child support. They criminals anyway. All right, but um, when, when it comes to other things like that, yeah, definitely. Uh, bankruptcy will stay on your account, but, you know, it's not what it used to be. Two or three years, you'll be getting American Express card offers, all right? But I wouldn't do it. If you got the money, pay it off. Pay it off. Anyway, 
Uh, anyway, it's mad. It's madness. I know what you're feeling because you're like, ah, oh, man, I got the money. You looking at all that money in your bank account. You're like, oh, 30 grand in the bank. Hey, no, you know what sucks is paying off debt. It does suck. It sucks. It sucks paying off debt, guys. But I paid off debt, a lot of debt in the last five to 10 years. And although I was making payments, I did not get, I, I, it, you know what I mean? Like, it didn't feel like I was getting something. I still kind of felt like I didn't feel broke. But I was giving away a lot of money with nothing. I didn't have anything to show for it tangibly. But waking up without that debt and finally looking at that zeroed out bank account is like nothing in the world. You don't realize how debt hampers you. It cripples you. It strains your brain. It's a mental brain. It's indentured servitude. It kills you. It kills you. The interest kills you. So pay that shit off, man. It's the most freeing feeling. Most people never know freedom like that. And you're missing it. Yeah, you got cash in the bank, but you are locked in. Your brain is locked in. Most women are pissed off because of debt. I've been saying that for a long time. Most of our problems is economics. And dude, a hundred, a thousand dollar credit card bill will make your ass lose some sleep. <laughs> right? Get to the freedom which is zero debt. We, we talk about personal debt. We're not talking about business debt and buying apartment buildings and shit like that. We talk about that on the money mindset, which is patreon.com backslash coach Greg Adams. But people don't look at their credit report because they know, oh, they don't even want to look at it. You don't even really log into your credit karma. You're going to be like, oh, shit. Damn. Oh, 589 credit score. Oh, shit. Student loans, 90,000. Oh, shit. You don't want to even look at it. But there's people that I know right now that are 60 years old, 70. They still got student debt. They still got child support. They, and they've been living like that for 40, 50 years. 50 years just strapped down on, on debt. I promised myself I would not take debt into my 50s. I was like, I'm not going to take debt into my 50s. And I was wanting to get all of my debt off by my mid-40s. And, um, you know, I got to that goal. I got to that point. I missed it by a year. And I got to it. But, yeah, man, get rid of that shit, man. Get rid of that shit. You want that, you want that credit score up? Get rid of that damn debt. Shout out to Cortez. Pay some tuitions. Coach. Free agent lifestyle for life. Wow. Shout out to you, brother. Thank you, man. I got to give you the life for life. <laughs> Yeah, get rid of that debt. Thank you, brother. Thank you for the tuition. These are some blue chips for you. These are some blue chips. <laughs> he says, I've never been in debt, and I uh, wear that as a badge of honor. It's a significant achievement. Most people's problems stem from economics and debt. Debt. That's a big one. And you want to you know another one? <laughs> you want to know another one? Pay off your rent in advance. You're going to feel like a superhero or mortgage or whatever you want to do. You know, mortgages are, I have a love-hate relationship with mortgage. Because if you pay it in advance, I mean, you pay it down faster, but still there. Rent's still there as well. But if you're renting, like pay months in advance, three months, six months, maybe a year. 
you will never see money accumulate faster in your bank account. <laughs> right? All right, these are all blue chips. These are all blue chips. When you don't have that monthly large amount coming out of your account for living expenses, or let's just say you pay off a house, you pay off your house, and you still make the same money, you just like, holy shit. You're like, wait a minute. Which is 40, 50, 60% of people's expenses are rent and mortgage. Just to live, just to put a roof over your, over your head. When that is not there, money stacks in your account fast. Accumulates. Because you're not taking out two, three, four, five thousand, whatever your is. You ain't never seen money stack so fast in your bank account by not having an expense just for a roof over your head, which is the key, which is, again, mortgages aren't my favorite thing, but paying off houses are one of my things, right? That, that right there gives you a significant advantage. You have a paid-off expense where you don't have to. Then, you know what happens? This is a blue chip. Then what happens is you don't feel like you got to grind. See, part of the people why you don't want to grind is because your living expense is too high. But when you don't have a two, three, four thousand dollar rent to pay, you'll grind. You'll, you don't have to grind. Ninja wake up in the morning, oh, water in the grass, everybody hushing to the work, shuffling. <laughs> you got no kids, no wife, no rent. You like shit. You like, what y'all doing today? Everybody running around with their Starbucks, all stressed the fuck out. You're like, well, I guess I better do some work. You go in your home office. Let me put a move some investments around because you have the money. <laughs> it's unbelievable. This is where you have to get to. Somebody said there's a dude in New York that lives homeless but has six properties. Man, it's wild. It's wild. But anyway, pay your rent in advance. I know you're like, this sucks. But if you have a come up and let's just say you had 10, 15 grand in your bank, which everybody should try to get to 25 to 50 grand in their bank account, three to six months emergency expense. That's always a goal. But if you have that, I would pay my rent off first. If I didn't have any debt, I would pay my rent in advance. I would go down there, write them a check. I would file in there, pay the rent off in advance. And you're going to see in the next three to six months, plow, plow, plow. That money's going to stack. That money going to stack in your bank account. You'd be like, whoa. <laughs> All right. You're like, what do I need to do to get out of that? What do I need to do to get out of that? The only thing is buy a house, pay it off, um, and or continue to pay rent in advance. Yeah. Because then you have more money to play with. You have more money to play with. All right. Uh, anyway, he said they look at you crazy. they like, what? I did that. I did that uh, when I was in California. And uh, one time I had a problem in my apartment complex. They never came to my apartment so fast to fix something. It was like, it was like, we cannot mess around with this guy. Oh, man. We got a couple more supports here. Thank you for those questions, too. Thank you for those questions. But make sure when your rent kick back in, you actually have the rent money because Ninja. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Shout out to Brown 310 says shout out to Senor No Trabajo and No Dinero. Yeah, I used to have a job. I can't pay my rent off in advance now. I don't have a job. <laughs> All right. John Doe, I recently checked my credit karma and I got work to do. 
We need to get back to some blue chip mindsets. It's Wednesday too. But yeah, check the credit karma. Take that hit. I know it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. You're going to look at it. I know you're avoiding it. Go to your mailbox. <laughs> Stop hiding for your mail, man. I don't check my mail for months. All right, because I only got the only thing that gets mailed to my personal mail is child support fan mail. My baby mama terrorist wants money. All right, but um, other than that, you know, I don't have any bills coming to my mailbox. So I don't check my mailbox very often. But uh, go into your office, your room where you have all that unopened mail at one particular point. Um, open that mail. Deal with your reality. See where your reality is. We've all been there. Get that calculator out and get to work. Go full Dave Ramsey. We're going to go with Coach Ramsey in the building. Deal with your reality. See where you are. Yeah, we fucked up. It's a part of life. Um, a lot of women are in bad shape in this manner. Bad, bad shape. And they're dating in desperation. Trust me. All right. Anytime I see a woman really pushing and dating in desperation, I know they're in bad shape. Uh, and when I'm at the junior college, I really ask them because a lot of women are like, I want to see you. I'm on. I like you. And then I bring them to the side and I'm like, listen, you know, what type of help do you look looking for? Uh, because you're not just going to, you know, I want to see you, I want to see you. And then it's always this, oh, I do have a need. I'm in a bind. And what you'll find is they're throwing good money at bad. They're throwing good money at bad money. They're in debt, student loans, or they got credit card debt, or they're barely paying their rent. They're paying lawyer fees based on evictions and shit. They're in bad shape. And I'm like, just, just pull out, let's get a spreadsheet on Excel. Let's put a let's get a spreadsheet and put all your shit in here. Let's see where you're at. You know what they do? They gone. Gone. They don't want you to know and I get it. People don't it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. But they don't want you to know. But lots of your family members and friends and relatives and children, if you have adult children, they are in a bind. They're in a bind and they're in debt. They're drowning, and they're paying high interest rates. And if you give them, if you gave them a hundred dollars, they might ask you for the cash. No cash app because they can't transfer that shit to their bank account. Because if they transfer it to their bank account, say they seventy five dollars gonna get taken out. It's a sad time, man. I'll be like, man. Somebody says, "How do I approach a girl at the JUCO?" Man, Coach Greg, I'm glad you asked. Uh, CoachGregAdams.locals.com. <laughs> right. Never approach a girl that you think could be on the JUCO. CoachGregAdams.locals.com. Go over there, drop the money in the bag, and I'll tell you how to do it. But yeah, it's a bad. People are in bad shape, and people are act here. We call it acting normal. They're 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 what do they call it? They're acting like they're in good financial shape, and people are fucked up. The Fix His Binds LLC is here. Should I should I rob Caleb Caleb Williams? What's his name? Caleb Hammer. I'm gonna I'm gonna jack Caleb Hammer. I'm gonna bring some JUCOs. I'm gonna bring some JUCOs up here, and then we gonna go through their expenses with a fine tooth comb. You gonna see they in bad shape. All right, shout out to who else? Ladies love cool C. Normies will spend uh, almost thirty five hundred dollars on the Apple Pro and not invest into Apple stock. And not pay off their debts. And that's a fact. They'll spend, They'll put that on their credit. Max their credit cards out. Drop their credit score. And not buy Apple stock. Which is odd to me. 
Super odd. All right, bring some JUCOs up. Get your titties out. Put your, put your, put your titties out. All right, here we go. And then uh, gimmick infringement. We'll do it on locals. We'll do it on locals. We'll have the girls out with their bra. All right, let's get your, let's get your expenses out. And then I can uh, embarrass them. But trust me, I've been in bad shape financially as well. So it's not, it's um, it's not something that I. Um, I'm speaking above. How dare you get in debt? I've been in bad shape. All right. So my focus was a part of the free agent lifestyle is my focus. Before I started dating women, I had to make sure like dating like good women. I had to not be broke. I had to be in better financial shape. I had to have a certain amount of money in my bank account. I had to have the my dreams. I had to have the things I wanted. 700 credit score at least a 700 credit score in order for me to consider dating. This is part of the free agent lifestyle. Okay. And then when I got that and figured out how much it took me to get in that position, by the way, there's a lot of broke dusty ass ninjas that are in this position too. when you're trying to date and this is hampering your dating. It's making you choose low quality women and it's keeping you in the same spot. If you haven't read my book, free agent lifestyle, this is all in the book. You ain't got a good car, good quality car, your car breaking apart, but you trying to date. And I said, nope. I said, I'm going to stop dating. I'm going to stop cold approaching. I ain't going to worry about these broads until I got myself in this situation. Then when I get myself in this situation, what I, what I figured out was one of my problems was economic. A lot of my problems with women was purely economic. I was insecure financially. And then I also, that made me insecure dating. Changed up my whole fucking world. It changed the quality of woman I was with. It made me pump and dump fat bitches and get rid of them easier. I didn't have to. I'd be like, hey, you better play your role, (laughs) right? Instead of trying to be with them and hang out and get it for free. It made me go free sex sucks, (laughs) right? This free sex ain't it. That shit is whack. All right. These women are booger wolves, uh, slump busters. All kind of mealy mouth muskrats. I'm like, let, let me, let me, let me, let me get my money right. Let me get my economics right. It changed up my whole shit. It afforded me to buy a car all cash. Then it afforded me to buy a vehicle to make myself feel jiggy. <laughs> right? It made me feel unstoppable. I'm like, bitch, you can't even fit in the 911. I ain't even talking to you. <laughs> Had me go full Bruce Wayne. Ninja got my suit on like Bruce Wayne and shit. Like, these bitch. Then I started dating women that were higher quality. And then I could get rid of them. I didn't have to listen to them no more. And I was like, damn. (laughs) These girls ain't all that either. Now I don't roll the dice. Now I don't want to have to move in with a woman to share expenses. I'm letting you know, it changes your whole life. But what you'll do is because you haven't, you're, you're not good solid economically, then you're like, well, you, then you go in your trick bag. Yeah, mud sharks. Then you go in your trick bag like this. You're like, okay, what bag of tricks can I use? And then you go from channel to channel to channel, and they tell you all the tricks you have to do to get a woman. All right, try this. And then you go in your trick bag, and you're like, all right, show them a magic trick. All right, go in your trick bag. Okay, all right, uh, talk about horoscopes. You go in your trick bag. All right, approach 100 women. Go in your trick bag. All right, uh, wear polo cologne. All right, all right. What do I need to do now? All right, trick bag. Get your Gucci belt. Mm. 
Now you're running around here with fake-ass jewelry tangled up, fake-ass Gucci belt, fake-ass Rolex, fake-ass lifestyle, no apartment. You got a twin bed mattress on your, uh, on your, uh, in your bedroom with your roommate with piss stains, piss-infested-ass mattress. <laughs> then what's in here? Overcome objections, all right? Choosing signals. Now you at the Starbucks waiting for choosing signals like this. Is that a choosing signal? Is that a choosing signal? How do I get hoes? You in the gym? Fuck all that, bro. One of the best things, number one, is you got to get your money right. You got, got to get your money right. Stop taking shortcuts. And if you ain't got, that's one of the things. And I'm not talking about a lot of money. Get your fucking money right. That's going to change your whole mindset. Then when a broke bitch come up to you, you can look at her like, wow. I guess you're taking a discount tonight. <laughs> he said, check engine light coming on. Check engine light coming on. You need tires and you're going on dates. I'm telling you, gentlemen, stop doing this. This is fucking up your whole dating experience. You're missing out on the prime punani. Ninja tread showing in your tires. Headlight out. <laughs> and all you got is mud sharks. It's going to change your life. It's going to also make you go, damn, all right, my whole lifestyle better. Aren't you going outside, eating good? Then you know what you're going to do next? You're going to move to a nice neighborhood. You're going to move to a nice neighborhood. And this is what makes moving, you know what moving to a nice neighborhood does? It makes you stop sleeping with booger wolves, slump busters, and mud sharks. It makes you do it. Because when you're in a nice neighborhood, he said oil leaking. Oil leaking, because when you live in a nice neighborhood, you can't be the man and say you boning all these chicks, man. <laughs> you should see what I'm doing out here, player. And you bring it home slump busters, because everybody going to see you with them big ass slump busters. And you was like, I thought you was getting Punani. And they going to see them big ass mastodons coming down the street, shuffling, gloom, 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 gloom. And they ain't going to see no flatback Supremes, no curvy Latinas, no spinners, no flatback Supremes. They ain't going to see nothing but booger wolves and a whole buffalo herd clomp, clomp, clobbing down the street calling your name. Hey, Greg, I'm outside. Which one is your place? Oh, shit, man. Oh, come in here. Come on. Come on. Shit the fuck. Neighbors going to see you. Get in here. Shh. After you get done, she walk. Bye-bye, baby. I see you. She blowing the horn. Boop, boop. Bye, baby. Bye. I love you. And you're like, oh, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Your neighbor's like, look at this nigga. Look at this nigga. This nigga got out here. Look at him. I guess the stereotype is true. You ain't got no prime honeys. And then what's you going to do? But, coach, I prefer that. You know why you prefer that? Because you're broke. You're broke. Go to a nice neighborhood and then go to a restaurant in a nice neighborhood. And then walk out there with these old-ass gremlin-ass, old-ass milfs that you pride yourself. I like older women. And then you take this varicose vein-ass woman to a nice restaurant and all you see is prime punani all in Mastro's and you running around here with this gremlin hand-ass milf talking about you like milfs. No, you don't. That's all you can afford, Ninja. Hoping your credit card don't bounce. 
Yep. You gonna see all the prime women coming out all tightly packed, all they shit all packed in, nice and tight. All right, they got their dresses in. <laughs> you coming in here with saggy waggies. All right. <laughs> they, they're like, look at this nigga, man. Yo, part of the game and living in this neighborhood is you got to have a nice house, nice car, and your women got to be nice, ninja. You can't come in here with these nasty <laughs> women walking feet hurting. She got her big ass calves in her boots walking in, ninja. Get your money right. Get your money right, ninja. Yep, she's sweating. Her, she's sweating under her wig. She sit down. She got to lift her wig. <laughs> she got to lift her wig up. Oh, woo. Anyway, let me stop. Let me stop. Most of it's economics for sure. <laughs> oh, man. You were like, I need to get me a tightly packed woman. Where the tightly packed holes at? They in spin class over there at the spin class. All right, let me get in spin class in here. Pull off in the 9-11. They be like, hi, Greg, hi. You're like, bring your tightly packed ass over here. At least, at least we're going to go out together. Arm candy, bitches. <laughs> all right, anyway. Yeah, she breathing all on you. She ordering up the all popping bottles. Ooh, first time in a nice restaurant, please. We got a couple more. Let me go in here. The dictator says, giving my nephew a couple of months rent free, but he doesn't want to get a job and stack money. So I guess it's back to his mother's house. There's an example. You gave him my opportunity of a lifetime. You gave him rent free and he fucked it up. He messed it up. Guys do, but I'm telling you the normies, normie people do stuff like that. You give them an opportunity. Hey, I'm going to let you live rent-free for six months. Instead of stacking, they do backwards. They say, oh, shit, I don't have to do nothing. And then you mess it up. Now you back at square one. You missed an opportunity of a lifetime, but people are stupid. Um, same thing is, oh, six months interest-free. What do you do? I wouldn't get it because I typically don't like to put my credit there, but let's just say I needed a couch. Six months interest-free? Okay, I'll buy it, and then I'll pay off the... I'll pay off the loan before the interest kicks in. But what do people do? Okay, I don't have to make any payments until six months. And then when six months hit, wham, compound interest on your ass. Mm. <laughs> people are so dumb. People dumb. I'm like, you stupid. You had a free, you had no interest. Six months. So you said, I'm not going to make any payments. You dumb. Make the payment. Like, pay it off before the interest hit. Because when the interest hit, they're going to be on your ass. And don't miss a payment. They're going to repossess your furniture. Ninja, I'm just letting you know. You can't help people out, man. People are dumb. People do dumb shit, man. Anyway, shout out to YouTube. Says, do you recommend getting a personal assistant if you can afford it? If you can afford it. Um, but you have to make sure that they have. Personal assistants are very, um, very much. You have to manage them, which means a lot of time you'll spend a lot of time telling them what to do on a daily basis. And sometimes you be faster if you just do it. But over time, if they're efficient, it'll be better. But you have to make sure you hire a good personal assistant. Don't just hire anyone. And do not hire a woman, a pretty woman. Hire an old, fat, sloppy woman. Especially if it's a woman that's going to be in your house. Hire somebody you don't want to be fucking on. Because if you start fucking, and you will, you will. If you hire a nice, cute, young girl, you're going to be fucking on her. So 
Don't do that. You're going to be taking her to the Vince McMahon room. <laughs> You're going to take her to Vince McMahon bill. All right, honey, you need a job. All right, I'll give you a job. It looks like I'm a helpful guy. I'll start off with a salary, $15 an hour. All right, come on over two days a week. She come on over. She start doing a little bit of work. You looking at her, you like, ooh, looking at her feet. And she, damn, she tightly packed. Yeah, now don't. <laughs> don't do it, Ninja. Don't do it. All of a sudden, you be taking her to Vince McMahon, Bill, and she going to pull in the sexual harassment on you, Ninja. Nah. <laughs> she going to stop working. As soon as you hit it once, she going to stop working. Don't think she going to do her job. <laughs> you going to be like, you know, uh, why don't we take a break and go get lunch? And then we'll go get some chimichangas and some enchiladas. And then you'll have Montezuma revenge. We were like, uh, can I do key on your forehead real quick? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he be like, let me do key on your forehead real quick. Don't do it. Don't do it. These girls, this is how they come off with a bag, bruh. And they have all your info, all your bank account. All, you didn't had them log in all in your shit. Mm. <laughs> all right, man, this show is going. I mean, <laughs> oh, man. You're going to do, just know, know your limitations. <laughs> know your limitations, man. Know your limitations. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. <laughs> yep, she see all your emails, all your messages from seeking arrangements, all of that. And then she going to be in your business. Oh, you better have a sign a non-disclosure agreement, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said he had a face she wouldn't clean. Yeah, man, don't do it, bro. Don't don't hire the girl coming back from college over the summer. Oh, man. <laughs> Let me stop. I'm done, man. I can't with this show. I can't with this. Men are so simple. Let's start right here. Men are so simple. Y'all are really not. All right, here's this girl right here. This girl right here. Uh, let's see what she's saying here. Me when you say that men are out here just thinking about nothing. Correct. Not a single thought in those little, in those cutie little brains you got up there. Cody told me today, point blank, yeah, sometimes I'm just not thinking about anything. What the f did you just say to me? You mean you can turn your brain off? What is it like to just sit in peace? Like even right now, my mind is racing and men are just out here just, yeah, sometimes I'm not thinking about anything at all. What the f do you mean you're not thinking about anything at all? That doesn't even make, that doesn't even compute in my brain. I'm very triggered. Y'all are really not me when you say that men are out here just thinking about nothing. All right. All right. So here you go right here. Goodness. I dated a girl that looked just like this. All right. That's so funny. Um, anyway, the black women are like, see, you like those pink toes. I, she looked just like that. All kind of mealy mouth, sh short chin, gray eyes. Anyway, pale. She had freckles everywhere. Um, but uh, anyway, women don't believe that men can be very simple like this. And they're mad that men are simple. One of the big things that pisses women off is that we're simple. 
We're simpletons. Men are simple. We think of this. You know what I mean? We want we 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 love what we love, and we don't like what we don't like, and that's how we do it. Okay. And so she's sitting up here trying to figure out why men, why men are simple and it pisses them off. And my mind is racing. All right. My mind is racing. I can't deal with it. And they're always, you know what I mean? Psyching themselves out, thinking of stuff, thinking somebody's going to scare them, touch them. thinking Somebody's trying to steal for them. Thinking somebody's talking about them. What are you going to do to me next? I got to do this. I got to do that. I can't do this. I can't do that all day long. 30 feet Haley. And when we be like, what's on your mind? What are you thinking about? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I paid all my bills. I'm good. I'm thinking about you not stressing me the hell out. How about that? I'm thinking about you not stressing me out. So this is typically what happens. Um, this is <laughs> typically what happens. They get mad that we're simple and they're complicated. And they want us to be complicated. What's the way to a man's heart, you know, through his belly, uh, grab him a beer, make him a sandwich. These things are endearing to us. We're like, wow, we go to our car. It starts up. What a wonderful day. What a wonderful day. Our car st- started up. Ain't nothing wrong. Nobody's causing us problems. Most of our problems come from women. Most of men's problems come from women. Like we're trying to figure out and fix day binds and their problems. They want to sit down. <sighs> Can you listen to me for a minute? I want to talk to you about my problems. We're like, okay. And then you listen to her shit. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You don't say. Well, why didn't you just, oh, you don't want me to tell you. Okay. Yeah, just listen. Okay. Oh, wow. That bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we just want to ease, put our hands down our pants, turn the game on, grab a brewski. Have somebody drop that neck. All right, you want to come? You know, you want a girl to knock at your door. You know what? I've been watching you. I've been a neighbor of yours. Can I suck your... It's barbecue in there. Yeah, come on in. Yeah. Game on. Touchdown. She finish up. Good girl. All right. All right, she says, I'll see you later. How about next week? All right, next week. Mm. (laughs) We don't care. We want a nut. We want quiet peace. We want a brew or a drink, a beer. We want a cigar. Quiet. The game on. <laughs> we finish our work. It can't be that simple. Sandwich. Shout out to the Dr. Thunder and the sandwich game. Give me a sandwich. Take a shower. Play a video game. <laughs> so, you know, men are super simple. The thing that complicates us is women. So ninjas will be like, nah, man, you got to do better in life. You need to be out there talking and, and pulling holes and running game. You're like, <laughs> I don't just, it's a waste of time. Come on, man, what's wrong with you, player? Yo, Mac game ain't on, man. You ain't getting enough bitches. Well, I had a girl last night. She came over and <laughs> it's like, it's one of those things, but yeah, get a little bit of money in our bank, pull our bank account up. Oh shit, we got three thousand dollars in the bank. Three thousand dollars, and tomorrow it'll be three thousand and two hundred dollars because we don't got nobody in our pockets. We don't got nobody bothering us. 
But if you got a girl, you pull up your bank account. I got $3,000. By the end of the night, you got $2,600. And then by the morning, you didn't got a whole bunch of shit to hit your bank account. That was pending charges. Now you got $2,100. Like this bitch, I didn't even do nothing. <laughs> I didn't even do anything. And I got $2,100. How did I lose $900? How did I lose $900? The woman. And she was sitting there talking my ear off. Don't you want to talk? Don't you want to communicate and listen? I don't. Silence, you fool. No, I don't want to talk. <laughs> TV go right here. And here she is, young woman. Somebody called her Dirty Feet Haley. Men can't be this simple. Correct. Not a single thought in those little, in those cutie little brains you got up there. Cody told me today. Point blank, yeah, sometimes I'm just not <laughs> the Kurt Angle. I'm thinking about anything. <laughs> what the f did you just say to me? You mean you can turn your brain off? What is it like to just sit in peace? Like what is it like to just sit in peace? It's a beautiful thing, Haley. Dirty feet, Haley. It's a beautiful thing. And and her mouth is annoying. That high pitched voice. Could you imagine every day? Just her just <laughs> Trying to figure out life, floundering, don't want to be told what to do, rebelling, sabotaging you, but want you to listen. Yeah, bruh. Peace. Quiet. Be quiet. Silence, you fool. Be quiet. Ladies, the best thing you can do is be quiet. It's that simple. <laughs> but they be like, no, you want a smart woman. You want a woman that challenges you. I don't. Trust me, the world challenges me all too much. If you could just be quiet. <laughs> Silence, you fool. If you could just be quiet, this will be, you'll be perfect. Ladies, are you listening to me? The ladies are appalled right now. You cannot just think that I'm going to just sit here like a wallflower and be quiet like a good woman. You don't say? Really? You can't do it? You can't do it. But perhaps if you did, I might like you a little bit more. Just be quiet. <laughs> they can't do it. All right, anyway, she's irate. She's mad that we're so simple. What a way, wait, this can't be true. Like, even right now, my mind is racing. And men are just out here just, yeah, sometimes I'm not thinking about anything at all. What the f do you mean you're not thinking about anything at all? Wow. Ooh, annoying. Does he make that even compute in my brain? I'm very triggered. Yeah, she triggered. She triggered. She triggered. <laughs> I always tell him, be quiet. You will stick around me for a long time. Women that stick around me, the women I get rid of are the talkative women. I get rid of them. All right, I'm like, you can't stay very long. You're going to wear me out. Got gots to go. Men are very simple. All right, this woman right here, another uh, can't be all that simple. Uh, we got, boy, it's the day of the Millie Mouth Muskrat, isn't it? We got muskrats everywhere. Listen to what these women are talking about. I don't know. No, I don't want to compromise on anything. I had a very arrogant attitude through most of my 20s that, like, I was not willing to settle, period. 
there was no nuance to what that meant or like what kind of settling, what things to settle on. It was just that black and white of like, I am not willing to settle. And definitely a little bit of um, an attitude towards other people of like, a maybe they're settling. Oh, who's reaching? Oh, who's settling? Like those types of conversations were happening. But as I get a little bit older and as I get a little bit more experience and just more exposure to this type of thing, I think that settling is not the like icky, gross word that it once was. I think that there is a degree of settling and like that, but I would rather use a different word. Like settling seems to have a negative connotation no matter what way you look at it. But it's like, there's a degree of compromise. There's a degree of friction. There's like different ways to spin that. And that's you. Another thing, ladies, uh, attached to being quiet is if you actually listen to men, you can figure it out. We're telling you the same thing. These women are this. This is. And that's you. We figured it out, ladies. You're doing what you want to do in your 20s. <laughs> and then you're trying to settle down in your 30s. Everybody sees this coming. Nobody can. Everybody knows what's what up. What happened? Where you're going to hit the wall. Go? You're going to settle. You're going to start taking. And then you're going to have. And, and she says, I don't want to use the word settle. I don't give a shit what you change the word from. You're going to change the word. I really don't want to use the word settle. Let's, I want to use another word. So just changing the word is going to give it a different meaning. You're still doing the same thing. I mean, it's simple. And that's you. You're not fooling anybody anymore. We got too many red pill content creators or red pill adjacent. We got the playbook, right, Slim KG? We got the playbook. Everybody knows. They act like we're over here making it up. And then when we tell you, you're like, that's not true. We still have value. And then... And that's you. We know what's going on, bro. We know what's going on. You you try to fool yourself with your own lies, and you try to make us eat up the lie. Everybody knows what's up. What happened? <laughs> Where did all the men? You're go? you're you're doing the you're doing the thing, lady. You're hitting the wall, and you're switching it up. You ran out of Chad, Glottavius, Keandre, Giga Chad. You ran out of options. Now your options are dwindling. You're in a need based relationship. Your eggs are freezing or your eggs are, you're throwing bad eggs. Your fertility window is near. And now. And that's you. Now you want to cooperate temporarily. Stop. Shot clock. You buzzer beater, baby. Sandman, baby rabies. We already know what's going on. It's not a secret anymore. <laughs> stop. Late term pregnancy. Hail Mary marriage. Marry the short guy. Everybody knows what's up. And then they act like when we explain it to them, that's not it. And then they're going to bait and switch. Divorce, great be the kingdom come. Knock you out the box. Take your kids, child support real quick. What are we doing? And then they just explain it different. No, it's not true. But what we're trying to say is, yeah, you're saying this. And that's you. This is what you're saying. Come with me. Hail Mary. You want me to bust in them cheeks? You wouldn't have you wouldn't have dated or married me ten years ago, but now I can bust in your cheeks, and now you're gonna have my baby one, two, and three, and then I'm gonna lose those babies the rest of my life. Yes, everybody knows what's gonna happen. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Dudes aren't falling for this anymore. They're not falling for this. This is sad, bro. Oh, no, no. I don't want to compromise on anything. I had a very arrogant attitude through most of my twenties that. So I was the shit. My shit didn't stink. I had top value. I could date and get who I wanted somewhat. 
just because I was young. So I had an arrogant attitude. Like I was not willing to settle, period. I don't want to settle. I got options out here. You're going to have to pay for me. I ain't settling for less. Make 100K, blah, blah, blah. There was no nuance to what that meant or like what kind of settling, what things to settle. I refused to settle. It was just that black and white of like, I am not willing to settle. And definitely a little bit of um, an attitude towards other people. Of Yep, I was too big for you. You were too short. You were too ugly, too fat, too balding, too poor, too broke. Blah, 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 blah. I made more money than you. I bought my own house. I got my own car. So I'm getting independent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right like a maybe they're settling oh who's reaching oh who's settling like those types of conversations were happening but as i get a little bit older and as i get a little bit more experience and uh, older and experience you say <laughs> as i get older and experience you say okay so you think this is still valuable i still have value okay all right but you're settling here just more exposure to this type of thing i think that settling is not the like icky gross word that it once was it is it is because we know and that's you (laughs) yeah before it wasn't well it's not as icky as i thought but it is to us we see your game lady we know what you're doing we all know what you're doing hail mary buzzer beater baby Mm. baby rabies eggs throwing bad eggs future autistic baby we know what's going on here and that's you pay your bills pay off your student loan debt yeah that's what it is I'm getting a bad deal. I think that there is a degree of settling and like that, but I would rather use a different word. Like settling seems to have a negative connotation. Because yes, it does. And that's you. You fooling yourself. So I, it's a negative conversation. So we're going to make a new word. What's the new word? No matter what way you look at it, but it's like, there's a degree of compromise. There's a degree of friction. There's like different ways to spin that. I don't know. No. And take a look at this man. Like, Millie in the mouth. Oh, man. It's Millie mouth day today. This is crazy. I want to be married. Marry me. Six months in, rushing me to the altar. Hurry up. Marry me. And I was all right. Uh, here it is right here. This guy's going to say, I don't know what he's going to say, but his hairline is neat. Noticed in that all of these soldiers were marrying all of these Japanese girls. And, you know, like, I love black women. You know, I don't have any, like, I just love black women. Preface yourself. And so, just a preface. (laughs) And so, like, for me, I was like, I was just, I'm a curious person. I'm like, why these Japanese girls? I want to know. And what I had conversations with a few of them, what they told me was, is like, you know, there's no pressure. Like, we drive a Geo, we got an apartment, and she happy with me. Is that her feast? She's doing all those things that we want. Want and a wife, like she's doing those. Was that things. a feast? All I need to do is come home and spend time with my family. You know, there's no pressure to have this. There's no pressure to have that. And so for them, I can be a provider without somebody thinking I'm not providing enough. Was that was that was that a feast? That looked like a feast. All right, maybe it wasn't. Um, who is this guy? The doctor, 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 holistic. Uh, he said, you hear what he said there? You hear what he said? All right, he said, I like black women. All right, I like black women. And he's like, then I found these lingling's. <laughs> he's like, these lingling's. Yeah, I love black women this, ninja. Was that, was that Hafiz? Let me see where, I didn't even notice it. Let me see. That's not Hafiz. There was Hafiz earlier in the video here. I thought, I recognize the other guy. Where is he at? All right, there's the black, I love some black women. Hey, anybody that says I love black women, they don't love black women. They don't love black women. They they be they they coping. 
Right, they trying to put they're trying to pressure themselves into liking black women. Uh, that damn, was that a feast? I can't tell him. All right, anyway. I know this guy, he didn't gain some weight. All right. I gained weight too. All right, but he got him some linglings. He got him some linglings and he said life became so simple. Because and he said at the end a very, very, a very, very important thing here. Let me see if I can get to it. It might be that might have been Hafiz. I saw you. I saw you. You came to my show. All right. We he came back from the Undertaker here. Maybe we're gonna rebuild his career. We're gonna build rebuild for that. All right, let me see right here. Here we go. This there's no pressure to have that. And so for them, I can be a provider without somebody thinking I'm not providing enough. Very important point. I can be a provider without someone thinking that I'm not providing enough. That's actually a bar. I'll give them that. I don't know who the guy is. He'd probably be sipping like Hafiz and all of them. I can be a provider without having someone believing that I'm not providing enough. That is actually a simple way to communicate a message. Let me see what he said. I could be a provider without someone thinking I'm not providing enough. That's actually a bar. That's a barski. That's a barski. All right. That's actually true. That's a lot of men don't have that. Maybe because they are not economically there, but not every man is going to be top-notch economic. But that is a good-ass point. That's a simple way to put it because women believe they got to put pressure on you. They got to put pressure on you to perform. Now, because their whole thing is, I can make a man a millionaire. I can make a man a millionaire. But they can never make themselves a millionaire. So they are linking up with you, and they're going to tell you, how to spend your money, all right? Don't buy a motorcycle, buy an apartment complex, which is good knowledge, while they're spending up buying shoes. But that's actually a good point because that's what a lot of guys feel. They're judging and they're pressured the entire time. It's almost never enough when you're dealing with somebody you're providing for that's telling you it's not enough. I played a video earlier this week from a woman who says men pretty much have to be perfect and, of course, women believe this, but men have to pitch a shutout. I say we have to pitch a shutout. Some men say you have to pitch a perfect game. The one time a man messes up, oh, we got, uh-uh, right? They ready to throw you under the bus. All right, I'm not happy. You know, it, they can't be any semblance of, you know, we're riding a wave economically. Some women think they can get with the entrepreneur guy, but when you get with the entrepreneur guy, he works like crazy. Sometimes he can, he can control his own schedule. But he'd rather not because he knows there's peaks and valleys. There's times, there's rainy days. There's days when the sun's out. So if you do get an entrepreneur, um, I deal with a lot of women that say, hey, listen, um, you, can, you can work from anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. You can take vacations whenever you want. Mm -hmm. You don't have a boss. You can, you can just come and go as you please, right? Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, oh, okay, well, let's, let's, go, let's go to Antigua next week. No, I'm not. Why? Cause I'm working. Yeah. But, but you don't have to be there. You can do it from anywhere, but I'm working. <laughs> right. Many times you will find that entrepreneurs never feel comfortable because they're challenging themselves. And the worst thing you can have is a person like that. Cause then later on when you're with them, as you take days off, it does affect you because you don't have vacation pay. You lose income. 
you're, you know, going over there and kind of working the same. It's not the same type of work because you're going to go on vacation and be fucking and all that stuff in the hotel room. So you're not really working, working, working. So then what happens is not only did you lose your income from that week going out on one trip, you also lost your income um, that you that you were going to make when you were going to work when you were not from home. Then what happens is the next week they want to go on another trip. Oh, that trip was great. Let's go to Cancun the next week. And you're like, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. And you'll find that out as an entrepreneur. You're never comfortable. You, you're never going to be like, okay, yeah, I could just take off, take off, take off. But they see that and they think, take advantage of it. And then when you can't do it, then they're like, this isn't what I want. You're always working. <laughs> you're like, what? So it's never enough with them. It's never enough. So he's saying, but women are going to say, if you have a guy like that, then he's going to do less for her. Well, Asian women, he's saying over there in Korea or Japan, wherever he was, they don't mind. They don't mind less. They're not chasing bags and trying to keep up with the Jones. And they're not ch- doing, trying to buy Louis and Fendi handbags and high heels and go out to expensive restaurants. That's all. That's all. You know, that's all people who are using you that want to experience that, that lifestyle. You can afford my lifestyle. You could do, you could give me the lifestyle that I want. You're, you're, they're just using you. They're using you. They want to get married, want to be in a relationship, want to go on the trips, drink all the drinks, smoke all the smoke, do all the fucking, to give up the leg, buy all the knickknacks, go. So that's kind of what he's talking about. I want, I'm going to read the quote again. He says right here, I can be a provider without someone thinking I'm not providing enough. You will find that women will, you provide this, that's the bar. That's the bar. Then, More, 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 more. Those women exist not in America or they're fat. (laughs) And somebody says you're never off because you're always thinking of work. Um, Yeah, I remember Jay-Z had that bar. Jay-Z said, if you are, you know, self-employed entrepreneur, business owner, If you're thinking about work, that's work. You're on the clock. You're on the clock. And some people think nine to five, you can can stop thinking of work. And this is the thing about that I try to tell people that are in nine, uh, not nine to five, uh, corporate jobs. And they say, well, the manager doesn't do what we do. And the manager doesn't know how to work a spreadsheet. The manager doesn't know how to cut wood. The manager doesn't know. The supervisor doesn't know. The executive, the C-suite, these guys don't do. They just spend time golfing and spend time working and giving orders. And they should be down in here grinding with us grunts. Well, what you don't realize is that the difference between this, more blue chips on a Wednesday. The difference between you and them is that on a weekend, they're working. They're on a retreat. They're working. They're looking at spreadsheets. They're stressing out. They're taking phone calls. They're available on the weekend. The C-suite execs are available. They got to put out a fire. They're working 24-7. In the middle of the night, 4 in the morning, they staring at the ceiling. They wonder how they going to make payroll. <laughs> they like, oh, shit. If you ever worked around a person that has to do payroll for a small business, they fucking going crazy. It's the worst. It's a worst job. I'll never take that job. 
Yep, they answering emails. They got to respond immediately on their BlackBerry, on their phone. They can't just be like, nah, it's Friday. I'm taking the day off. Six in the morning on a Saturday, day up looking at the computer and shit like, God damn. All right, let me create this fake shell company and move the accounting over there. Hide all of this debt. (laughs) That's what people are doing. But then on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, you want them doing the grunt work. Well, you got the clock out at five o'clock. You got to go meet your friends at happy hour and go laugh and sniggle. And then you got the fuck. And then you got to go go on a date. And then you got to go do something had all Friday. Then you took off Friday at two o'clock and you had a four day weekend on Monday. You left at two o'clock on Friday. Then you had Friday off, Saturday off, Sunday off and Monday. And you sat there with not a shower. You sat there watching Netflix You got to take the day off. You got to get your mind off. You didn't have to answer any calls. You didn't have to spire off any emails. You didn't have to push pencils and papers around. That's the difference. That's why on Monday, when you're doing the grunt work, and I'm standing up there standing at the corner office window looking out like, God damn. Mm. (laughs) That's the difference between an employee, manager, and a boss. Yes, I got a nice house at Martha's Vineyard, but I'm stressing out. (laughs) I deserve this money, and I deserve 65%, 65 times everybody's income. And yes, I'm going full Vince McMahon on one of my uh, interns. Yes, I am. I need to get this stress out. Come here, little intern. I got some Vince McMahon stuff for you. I got something to get off. I got some shit to get off my mind. Come on. <laughs> so again, Jay Z once said, like this brother said, Jay Z said, if you're a business owner or whatever, if you're thinking about work, you're 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 working. You're not getting paid to work. You're getting paid to produce. That's why we have the difference between producers and consumer. You're a produce. You're a consumer more than you are. You consume more than you produce. If you're a producer. You produce more than you consume. Therefore, many times you get paid to produce, not get paid to show up, not get paid to clock in. I get paid to produce. So thus, I don't have to do grunt work. I don't have to be there nine to five. I can't clock out. I'm a producer. I also can leave at noon because I've done what I needed to do. I've produced. I can take two weeks off. I can get my damn company bonus. (laughs) all right anyway we giving blue chips out i can go to my vacation home i can go out hunting and shooting stuff i can go out and get in the helicopter i can go out and go to doo-doo dubai (laughs) (laughs) oh man shout out to vince mcmahon he forever is going to be a part of our show all right and i'm not belittling that poor woman that got duke dookied on this is crazy. All right, what do we got next? Is this, is this the main event? No, no, no. We got Doom and Gloom CGA in the middle of the show. I better get to some super chats. I thought we were going to get done early. Yeah, never think that the manager and the supervisor and the C-suite execs is going to do what you do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do we got here? Miles Chumbly salute, Coach. I noticed recently that a woman's political affiliation and religion religious beliefs doesn't matter in today's age. I've seen Western women from all walks of life participate in frivolous sex 
Plus, all women bait and switch at some level. Feminism is too strong. When women talk, it's all chicken balk. Yeah. Yeah, political affiliation is important for a lot of people. So there's that. But religion is gone. We've lost God. We've lost God. God is gone. God's away on business for women, for sure. Because uh, God was a patriarch. Patriarchy. Charles W. says, keep teaching, coach. I know no debt changes your life. It is life-changing. Experience no debt. Experience no debt. And most people that are really struggling financially are in debt. It is a game changer. Get out of debt. Debt encourages desperation. Debt encourages desperation. And many times you're not going to be able to lump some that debt off. And you're going to have to realize that it, the, one of the reasons you're in debt is that you lived your life for, for first and now you got to pay it off later. And you're going to pay it off way more. So be careful with debt. So whatever you're paying off or required to pay off, that means you hopefully you enjoyed building that debt because it's going to be a hell of a lot pay, to, to uh, pay it down. Half Space Wheel Travel says, did payroll for three months for ADP? So stressful. Yeah, there's nothing like payroll. Um, I dated a woman, messed around with a woman, I would say, that did payroll. And uh, I have a relative that works in a business that does payroll. Not a good job. Not a good job. Because you know these people need their paychecks. They need their paychecks. So it's a stressful thing. That's what stresses you out. Because one little thing is messing up the time of getting these paychecks cut. And one little thing, if you don't get your paychecks cut and your employees don't get paid, oh, you got a problem. You got a problem. So that's part of the stress. Payroll, I, will, I don't wish that on anybody. All right, shout out to Joshua Smith says, Hafiz, Hafiz, where are you? Shout out to you. G Money says, I just paid in full. Thanks for the advice. Free agent lifestyle, you're on your way. You're going to be glad you did it. You're not going to be glad doing it, but you're going to be glad you did it. Shout out to Cortez, paying some tuition coach, free agent lifestyle for life. All right, I'm going to take Super Chats, and we're going to get on. <laughs> uh, uh, shout out to JC, says that that was Kurt Angle, that flashed on the screen. I love that meme. The dictator says an OG in prison told me that 90% of men are in prison because of a woman. When I started to dig into it, what he was saying OG was right. You're, people don't want to admit this. But 90%, I would say that it's true. 90% of men that are in prison, it's over a woman. It's not, when we say it's because of a woman, it seems like we're blaming the woman. But we don't want to put the blame on the woman per se. But definitely, it probably centered around a woman. You were trying to pay a bill, so you started scamming. You were trying to get to these hoes, so you started taking shortcut. Uh, you, you, you were dirty macking. Somebody took your hoe, your girl, your wife. You, you clapped them, okay? Uh, you was trying to impress the hoes on the sideline at the basketball game, and you, and you knocked the ninja out, and he lost his life, right? Um, you were trying to sell dope to keep up with these hoes. Domestic violence, uh, you know, some of you love the woman too much and you loved her until her, she didn't breathe no more. Okay. Um, you didn't want to, you, you didn't want to lose your girl to another man. Now there are some exceptions then, but yeah, a lot of guys live a lifestyle really predicated around. It's kind of like, it, it, it is what it is. So we don't want to blame. We're not blaming the woman, but yeah, 
It's it's a truth. Because then if we just say it's because of her, then we're not giving accountability to the guys. You don't want to shoot a guy, right? Because you want to keep a girl. But many times these are things where, where they're centered around. You're trying to impress these holes, so you choose the gang bang. But gang banging life and selling drugs and shooting and just got you in jail. And most of it was you were trying to get in the position of impressing these holes. And the holes were impressed. They were impressed by you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of guys get disrespected in front of a woman. You get disrespected in front of a woman. You're going to shoot somebody. <laughs> you're going to shoot somebody. Right when you're young and you're full of vigor, young lions. Who remembers these days? I remember because I was a you know, young brother. I'm not in this situation now. But you out, you outside, everybody having, time, having fun, and the ninja disrespect you in front of the hoes. You're like, Clack, clack. Everybody, plat, clack, skitty, pop, pop. Somebody going crazy. You got too emotional over. Uh, and so we try to tell men, and one of my messages to young men is stoicism is your savior. Really get, really don't get too emotional around these women. Um, because if you ever look at men in jail, it seemed like a good idea at the moment to shoot up the club. And you thought these hoes was going to be impressed. And they might be sending you nudie pictures and flicks and, and Polaroids. But living life behind bars over some decision, dumbass decision you made over a woman is not it. It is not it. And, yes, you want to get these women. You want to pay these hoes back. You want to you you make them learn. You want to teach them a lesson. You want to spit on them. You want to kick them in the shin. <laughs> you want to pull that hand back. Man, leave these hoes alone, man. Leave them alone. Let them go. Let them do what they need to do. Don't, nope. Don't check a hoe. Don't check it. Nope. It's one of these things that guys do because, yes, women get out of control. But y'all want to check. <laughs> you got to think. You got to think. Do not put your life behind bars over no woman. Let that shit go. Like every time when she started mouthing off, walk off. Do not pimp slap these hoes. Do not try to check. Let me check my bitch in front of my men. Nope, don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't be around her no more. Just don't be around her. Don't bring them around the homies. Anyway. It's crazy. And she's not going to. She's not going to stay down with you. Uh, No, you didn't phrase it incorrectly. But I'm saying I, I just switched it up because a lot of people hear that and they're like, that doesn't mean the women put them behind bars. But what I'm saying is many dudes are in jail behind some woman bullshit. Right? It's it's it when you trace it back, it's behind some of that. So we're trying to teach guys. Let it go. Let these women do what they want. Don't do it, man. Leave them alone. Leave these strags alone. Really has this is why we encourage you to have standards. Put strags in a proper position. Strags are 304s. Strags are not girlfriend material, wife material. Leave these baddies alone. Baddies are prostitutes. Let these baddies be prostitutes. And if you want to participate in prostitution or not, that's your choice. All right, but baddies are not girlfriends. Holes are not housewives. We need to go back to logic, male logic. And I see a lot of guys, you know, uh, thick women, thick women, curvy women, stripper body bitches. These are prostitutes. Let them prostitute, man. Those aren't girlfriends. 
<laughs> Those are girlfriend, them toes right there. You trying to make hope they started off hoes, they gonna always end up as hoes. Y'all trying to turn good girl bad girls into good girls. Y'all trying to say these hoes. Anyway. But if you want to put them in hope, put them in a whole place. All right, but y'all trying to make the y'all avoiding the good girls, trying to make hoes good girls. And then you ending up in jail. You ending up in bullshit. Yep, rapper trouble. You guys got to have some rules and principles and guidelines to live by. I get it. Y'all like thick women, but thick women to me, those are prostitutes. Those aren't girlfriends. <laughs> those are girls you get your skeet on. Those are girls that you, them BBL bitches, them not wives and girlfriends, man. They not. I don't care if they good girls. I'm a good girl on the inside of this BBL. Okay. <laughs> Where? Let's take you to the Momo. Straight to the Momo. And then straight out. But these aren't girlfriends. These strags with these big ass eyelashes. These are these are these are pros, three o foes, and skeezers. That's what they is. <laughs> right. Anyway, that's what they is, and that's what they shall be. Overweight women are not for long term. They they for they for recreational use only. They to get out of a slump, and to get out of a drought, and to have some fun, just like a moped. It's all good until everybody see you ride one. Hey, they they not they not for long term. They gotta have some standards about themselves and like themselves before they can like you. I like you though, but you don't even like yourself. How you like me? Do you like me the way you like yourself? So these people are fun time Susies, run around Sues. <laughs> Let them sneak in the back door and then jump on them. And then get them, send them on home. Get them back on home and let them sit back and think that maybe they should have did some exercise instead of been sitting up under you getting and gaining weight. All right, have some standards. They're not bad people. They can be nice. But uh, I need you to not be thinking about me all day. I need you to stop thinking about haagen all day. <laughs> he says, why can't, why can't wives have be?" Boob jobs, but not BBLs. Boob jobs too, man. Boob jobs too, but you know we've gotten accustomed and desensitized by boob jobs. But boob jobs are straggles too. They strags too. <laughs> Booby jobs are like BBL, but BBL is for low quality ninjas. We already know what's up. But booby jobs are these are women that's trying to be strippers and pros too. So they trying to mimic the stripper lifestyle and get the benefits and say, but I'm a good girl, but I just wanted to look good in my clothes. Now, it's the same thing. We're just desensitized to it. So, boobies are boobies are same thing, stripper. Mm-hmm. But you got to have guidelines and rules in this life, and you got to stick by them, or else you'll get caught up. Yeah, argumentative women. These are these are these are like uh these are stray dogs. Argumentative women are stray dogs. Women with attitudes and sassy. Um, I'm teaching today, right? I got to get off by eight. But um, there was a time that a sassy woman would be called out and snuffed out by women. But we've we've missed that time. That time is gone. Now we look at um sassy women. Sassy women is ooh, she's sassy, and the women be like sassy. Do you guys know in the eighties? 
in church, when, when black church had a little bit of legs, if a girl was sassy, because most of the time, if you look, especially in the black community, even in white communities, y'all had to go to church. On Sunday, y'all had to check in. You had to check in. Like you lived in towns. Towns weren't what they were. You couldn't just be out here hoeing and hiding. You had to check in the church on a Sunday. Or you had to check in. If you out and they didn't see you in church, hey, sister, I didn't see you in church this morning. Why wasn't you in church? So back in the day, 60s, 80s, 70s, 60s, you had to check in. And back then, the women would see a sassy girl and snuff the shit out of her ass, snuff her out. Uh-uh. This fast tail-ass girl out here fast. She out here with her sassy ass. Get on over here. They take the ass over here. Get over here with this hot comb. Sit in this chair. Yo, sassy ass, fast ass boy. Boy, stay around. Stay away from this fast ass girl. All the men had to get around. They wanted a piece of that fast tail ass girl too. <laughs> Pastor looking at that fast girl. And what the women knew was that this woman was going to wreck everybody's homes. Listen to me. Listen to me. The reason why the women snuffed the fast, sassy girls out is because they knew this woman was going to wreck everybody's home. It was going to have the pastor's nose wide open, Deacon Clapcheek's nose wide open, the young boy's nose wide open. Nobody can think straight because this fast, sassy-ass girl was walking around, so they had to bring this girl back to, 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 to reset the board. Get this girl off the board, okay? Because she's going to have everybody can't focus, and that's the reason why Women checked other women. We didn't, men didn't have to check women. Women checked other women. Now, when did that change, you ask? When these hoes started getting attention on the social media. And then what happened was, now Gen X, who were the next elders in line, the Gen X women fumbled the bag. The Gen X women started seeing the millennials, Gen Z women winning. And then the Gen X said, hey, we wanted a life like that. But we were getting checked by the boomers who was out there screwing everything. So now the Gen X women's like, we want to be sexually liberated too. We didn't get to monetize our pussies either. We didn't get to monetize our pussies. We want to get out there. And now the Gen X women running around here, sassy. Still got it. Nia Long. Nia Long still got it. Mm. Now they all trying to compete with these young hoes. Now the Gen X women ain't checking the millennials and the Gen Z. I just showed you them, that woman, that the two, the mother and the daughter. Can you tell who's the mother, who's the daughter? That's where it's at. Gen X women didn't go to church. They dropped out, backslid, and went out hoeing undercover. Backstage, underage. So now Gen X women... 40, 50, BBL, Botox, titty implants. They out there. <laughs> Tia Mari divorcing, graduating with her flat booty out there on the internet. That's what happened. Gen X women got out of church. They got their liberation, their freedom, their feminist papers. And they went out there and they all out here. Wild boars. Wild boars. Really, Gen X were the first to master Instagram. 
Because it came at a time that Gen X were like mid-30s, where we still had some time and we was getting our sexy on. Gen X was like mid-30s, early 30s, when Instagram started to pop off. And what happened was a lot of these people were getting married or divorced or single or single moms. And hookup culture really started with Gen X. People don't give it that credit. But hookup culture started with Gen X in their 30s, giving themselves new lives, reestablishing connections with people they lost connections with. Women starting to see that they can fuck personal trainers and have ninjas driving 200 miles, connecting on Instagram. Gen X started hookup culture, not millennials. Millennials then in their younger years, they took advantage of it too, but it was really Gen X that got off the board. Anyway, messing with dudes they normally couldn't get messed with. They normally could not reach these guys. Now is the first time Instagram, I can reach this dude. I can reach my celebrity. 35, 40. Anyway. But this is 100% truth. Uh, sassy women, women checked other women. What we're trying to understand and where young men don't understand is that we think men are supposed to check women. Yep, MySpace, Facebook, Classmates. These are all places where Gen X got popping off. All right, um, but we think we're supposed to tell women what to do. It's not necessarily true. Women are supposed to manage the women. Men are supposed to manage the men. Not the other way around. So now men are trying to tell women what to do, and it's, it's not efficient. It's not effective, is it? How's it been working out? Women have been bucking, rebelling, and thus, when they hear men tell them what they're supposed to do directly, they automatically rebel. It's a, it's a setting that they have. Women are supposed to go to other women and, and then say, hey, I'm struggling with my husband. What do I need to do? And them, hosts, them women are supposed to say, girl, you better do this and you better do that or you're going to lose that man. Today's women go, girl, let's go out there. Leave that nigga. All right, let's go out there and let's go fly and get our peace leaves popped off. They don't have anybody who's stable as an older woman to put them straight. So they just giving each other bad advice and sh- uh, sabotaging each other. <laughs> then when we come in, we try, to, we try to set these women straight. All right? No, women, women check women. There's a women check women. The, the, old, the, the older women are supposed to learn from their stupid mistakes. And then when they get older, they're supposed to check the younger women and be like, hey, But now you got them all hoeing out here. It's out of control. But let these hoes be hoes. I ain't trying to save them. (laughs) I ain't trying to save them. Yeah, that's where we messed up. That's where it's messed up. And church, even though church has its issues, church was the center of that. No matter what community you were in, Latino, white, black, Asian, that's where it all came down to. So if a girl was out there shaking her ass and she had to come into the church of the St. Patricia of the Pillow and she had to come down there and get on her knees and repent and she's smelling like liquor and rubbers, okay, the girls be like, mm, girl, you had that, you got your club outfit on here, I see. You was out here doing the freak leak You was down there at freak I see. Oh, uh, Elder, Elder Jenkins saw you out there. I don't know how Elder Jenkins was out there. But Elder Jenkins told me you was out there at Freaknik. Uh, 
Yo, daddy, where's daddy at? Daddy's supposed to come in. All right, now. <laughs> now y'all at, yeah, y'all at the Church of Satan right now. <laughs> All right, what are we doing, man? Thank you for these questions, by the way. Thank you for these questions. Hmm. Let me give y'all this one right here. Doom and Gloom CGA. Am I going to get off this thing by eight? I got a tight window here. Doom and Gloom. We're doing it in the opposite order. (laughs) Yeah, Elder Jenkins out here. Elder Jenkins. By the way, we used to live in towns that if your daughter was out there doing some shit, somebody going to see your daughter and come back and tell you. Now, I don't want to tell you, Elder. Deacon Clapcheeks, your daughter was out here. She was out there walking these streets. Today, you see somebody's daughter walking these streets? You should be like, I got money. It ain't my daughter. All right, Doom and Gloom CGA, we got some AI here. Let's take a look. Uh, Let's get through these shows here. AI. This restaurant goes robotic. For this burger, it would take about 120 seconds. Cali Express by Flippy is the world's first AI-powered eatery. There's new technology outside the kitchen, too. A cheeseburger. Order kiosks use facial recognition to remember you, your favorite food, and how you like to pay. Then watch the robots work. No humans required. We can get enough people to come out to work on fryers and, and grills. They're dangerous jobs. And this uh, automation helps solve a lot of those issues. 62% of restaurants report being understaffed. Industry experts say most of those unfilled jobs could be done by robots. And in California, where the minimum wage for most fast food workers will soon be $20 an hour, fewer workers equals cost savings. Dan Ives is with Wedbush Securities, a wealth management firm. Once the minimum wage went to 20, that's the bell going off. There it more is. More and more focus on spending on AI. Yep. So a lot of people like pay the word, pay the pay pay us at Waffle House more money. Dumb d- dummies. You just put yourself out of a job, um, and that happens. Moving on. Listen to this brother right here. This is a brother from the old 1980s. I think this video is from 1990. Listen to what he says. Yes, we're going to go back to this migrant thing because this is an important issue. Listen to this. The next generation of whites going to be more anti-black than they've been since the civil rights movement. We anticipate by the same token about 86 million Hispanics coming into the United States and about 41 million Asians by that point in time, mm-hmm. which is going to kick black folk out of being the majority minority in the society mm-hmm. uh, down to a minority minority. We've been number two in the society for 400 years as a group. We're going to become number four. And, uh, and if we have not gotten anything after being number two for 400 years, you guess what's going to happen when we become number four? Because at that point in time, all the new groups coming into America, they're coming in higher than we are because this country operates off of a preferential acceptance program, mm-hmm. which means that groups are coming in based on skin color, the lightest down to the darkest, light, yellow, brown, black. And that's what our immigration laws are based on. And black folk would not be able to penetrate through those groups to get to the white society uh, when that happens because those groups owe us nothing. They don't understand our problems and they are competitive with us. And we don't begin to be a little more aggressive about being in a competitive posture. They're going to eat our lunches. I was saying the exact same thing, and the pro-blacks got mad. 
I said the exact same thing. Not only did I say it yesterday and the day before, I predicted this, and I've been saying this for years. It's not that hard to figure out. So people are like, so are you for immigration? It's too late to be for or against it. It doesn't matter if you're for or against it. Remember, I try to solve problems five, ten years ahead. We've already, we are, that ship has already sailed. So it doesn't matter if we're for and against it. For people saying the migrants shouldn't be getting, that ship has sailed. <laughs> you need to figure out the next five to ten years. That's, what I, that's my point. Because if you're just going to say, well, they shouldn't get the money and they shouldn't be coming, Ninja, they already here. <laughs> and they're going to keep coming. So you're making, a, you're making a dumb argument. I just said this the other day, and everybody thought I was, not everybody, people thought I was off of my rocker. There it is right there, and that's an old video. That video is probably from the year 2000. It's not that hard to figure out. And at the rate people delete their babies in the black community and such, and at the rate there's the lack of marriage and uh, ninjas getting skitty pop pop and in prison and shit like that, and the rate of current relationships, the current relationship model that we're in, no matter what race you are, it's doomed. It's doomed, meaning that you better think of what you're going to do in the next 10 years and what these children are going to think because the children of these immigrants are the ones that are going to look at you and call you a racist. You got to think forward, not backwards. Y'all trying to move, and I find that people do this all the time. You're trying to work backwards. You're trying to drag things back to the older time. This is dumb. Don't do this. You guys got to see where things are and think, where are we going to be in 10 years? Because if you do this, you're wasting your time. Okay, this guy just hit all the points that I was talking about this week. And this is a fact. It's undeniable. No reparations for you. None. But the next generation of whites going to be more anti-black than they've been since the civil rights movement. By the way, he says the next generation of whites. And what is his points is that these immigrants coming across, they're going to, they're going to, um, they're going to they're going to mate with whites. They're going to marry whites. They're going to marry people lighter skin. They're going to create a generation. They're going to uh, assimilate. They're going to assimilate into the culture. They're going to mix right in. They're not going to be their own. They will to an extent, but they're going to assimilate in 10, 20 years, in 30 years. And he's saying they're going to be more just as racist towards you because they're going to say you had a 400-year head start and look at you now. Woo, this is hard for people to deal with. Because you're not progressive thinkers, meaning that you don't think forward, you think backwards. We anticipate, by the same token, about 86 million Hispanics coming into the United States and about 41 million Asians by that point in time, mm -hmm. which is going to kick black folk out of being the majority minority in the society, mm -hmm. uh, down to a minority minority. We've been number two in the society for 400 years as a group. We're going to become number four. And, uh, and if we have not gotten anything after being number two for 400 years, you guess what's going to happen when we become number four. It, it ain't that hard to figure out. And no, I'm not pro-black. I'm just telling you, this is the truth. This is where it's going to change America. And if you ain't ready for it, your ass going to get set back. You ain't ready for it. If you're trying to vote this out now, it's too late. This is what I was telling you three years ago, four years ago. The barbarians at the gate. This is here. He said 86 million of this and 41 million of that. There's only 14, uh, uh, yeah, 14 million blacks. It's a wrap for y'all. It's a wrap for the community. And I said that like three years ago. It's a wrap for y'all. So you better be ready for this shit and think yourself out of it. Think yourself out of it.
And what he say, this is an important point. Listen to this. This is important. Because at that point in time, all the new groups coming into America, they're coming in higher than we are because this country operates off of a preferential acceptance program, mm -hmm. which means that groups are coming in based on skin color, the lightest down to the darkest, light, yellow, brown, black. And that's what our immigration laws are based on. And black folk would not be able to penetrate through those groups to get to the white society uh, when that happens because those groups owe us nothing. They don't that's the point right there. These groups owe you nothing, nor do they care about your plight and struggle. That is an important point. Some of the points I didn't agree with, but that point right there is what I was saying Monday and Tuesday. When they come in, they're not going to care. They owe you nothing. They're not going to march for any reparations or vote for it. Listen. I don't understand our problems, and they are competitive with us, and we don't begin to be a little more aggressive about being in a competitive posture. They're going to eat our lunches. They're going to eat your fucking lunches. This is, this is facts. <laughs> facts. Facts. They're coming in to compete. They're coming in to position. They're coming in to outwork you and take your spot. And when they take your spot, they're going up. And they don't care about your problems. Listen. I was trying to tell y'all, y'all going to be heated at me. I lost subscribers, a lot of pro-blacks. They're not going to give a shit about you. Trust me, I've been, um, there's a group, uh, there's a thing called DECA. Is it DACA or DECA? Essentially, I've been around a lot, in California, a lot of Latinos. Um, these people, Latinos, were second, third generation Latinos from the original Latinos, but these people were not your ranchero Latinos. They don't give a fuck about, they don't give a fuck about what you're going through in your struggles. They could care less about that. They're looking at you, your competition. You're not a mate. You're not going to link up and take out the white folks. They are going to jump. Is it DACA? The Dreamers, the DACA? Let me let me look it up. DACA. Uh, Trump, uh, DACA, Trump uh, got all over their ass. Uh, deferred action for childhood arrivals. Childhood arrivals, DACA recipients and shit like this. What is it called? Deferred action for a period of two years, renewal. It's children. Wait a minute. Let me, let me, is it right here? Certain people who came to the United States as children and meet several guidelines may request consideration for deferred action for a two-year period of two years. So they're eligible to work and get citizenship because they were children of immigrants. If that's if that's not, if that's what I'm talking about, right? So the immigrants came along and the children were born and these people are like, we're citizens, right? So they needed all, is, am I getting it right? I don't understand it complete, completely. However, these are the people that you're underestimating in the future because you're thinking about the immigrants coming along. You need to be thinking about the children of the immigrants that came over here at when, when they were five. They came over here when they were five and now they're ready to go and they're competing against you. That's the second generation. Then those children's children, that's going to be the game changer because you're looking at the immigrant and they're 20, 30, 40, 50 years old. It's the children's. It's those people's children that are not going to consider themselves as immigrants. They came here as when they were five and they're like, we're Americans. So when you say, well, these people were Americans, they consider themselves Americans. They were here at, at five. They were here at 10. They were here at two. So when you say they're not Americans, they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> they're going to say, what are you talking about? 
And so when then when you say, well, they're all illegal, okay, we're, you're going to deport them? You can't. Good luck. Good luck. It's too late now. That's, the, that's why you say if you wanted to deal with this, you shouldn't have voted it in. Once you vote it in, it's a wrap. You can't talk it backwards now. You ain't going to deport their ass. Obama might deport them, but you ain't going to deport them. They're going to be like, I belong here. This is my area. Last one. Now this gets worse for you. This gets worse for you. Listen. Non-citizens haven't been allowed to vote in New York City until now. Historic decision by the city council today means hundreds of thousands more people will now have access to the ballot box. Okay, so how do you guys feel about migrants being allowed to vote in elections? I personally am against it, but the city of New York thinks differently. Let's talk about it. Fair use. Okay, so if you watch this channel, you know we talk a lot about the migrant crisis and the border crisis because it's literally going insane. Now, this all came to a head during the Biden administration. See, under previous presidents, Obama, Trump, Bush, going back to even Reagan, there was a simple answer to illegal immigration, right? Deportation, right? You come here illegally, you have no real reason, you try to skip the process, you go back to your country, right? Obama, for instance, was known as the deporter in chief. One of the many, many criticisms of Donald Trump centers on his pledge to deport to forcibly relocate all 11 million undocumented immigrants in the US in his first two years in office. But remember, this is how he defended that odious policy in the second presidential debate. Nobody knows about it, nobody talks about it, but under Obama, millions of people have been moved out of this country. They've been deported. Now, annoyingly, he's got a point, kind of. The truth is that the Obama administration has deported 2.5 million undocumented immigrants from the United States over two terms. 2.5 million, that's the highest number for any president ever. In fact, Obama is on course to have deported more people in his eight years in office than all of the presidents of the 20th century combined. I guess that explains why his immigration enforcement budget in 2015 was a whopping $18 billion. That's $3 billion more than the budgets of all the other major domestic law enforcement agencies. All right, I'm going to skip ahead here. Let's get to the voting issue here. Let's get it to the voting issue because that's where when people say, but we're they're not American. Well, you're fucked now. It's that are known as sanctuary cities. Essentially, what they're All saying right. is that if he's going, he's going into the details. I appreciate him. Fair use. The gentleman's I'll, Nate, the lawyer is his name here. Eric Adams. Individuals could be exploited, unable to pay into our tax base. Working long and difficult and dangerous jobs because they are living in the shadow of the American dream and not out front. New York elected officials believe if the federal government removes roadblocks to employment for migrants, it could help solve the labor shortage in city restaurants and on farms upstate. So now you have to obviously see the plan. They passed a law saying that if you have a work authorization, you can now vote in elections. They then tell Biden, hey, give these people the ability to work. But that also would give them the ability to vote in elections. Well, see, you see where the problem new, is. New, 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 new world order. Do, do we see where the problem is now? Right? Because you're trying to, you were trying to argue me yesterday. Well, they're not citizens. You, you, you're not thinking five years forward. You're not even thinking a year forward. These states are in desperate need to make sure they can get extra voters. They're going to give them these rights. They're going to give them their citizenships. They're going to vote in certain policies. Five, ten years down the line, it's there. It's there. 
They're not going to have to get green cards, none of that shit. This is the promise that they were made when they were allowed to come through. Where are they most likely going to vote? It's an election year. So this is where we're going, and you're thinking backwards, but you're this, you're going to look like a racist 10, 15 years down the line because this is happening whether you fight it or not. You can't outvote it. It's It's already been voted in. Trump talked about this. It's already been voted in. It's already been pathwayed. They're already here. Their children are here. They're being fed, hosted, three hots and a cot. It's done. What do you do next? That's where your mindset should be. That's what we're talking about. That's the doom and gloom report for you. There's no argument. Remember, there's no argument. We're here already. And by the way, uh, one more thing on this. Uh, We do have had this conversation with other Americans as well. Just to put it in the frame of reference, we've had a migrant crisis after COVID in which other Americans did not want other Americans to come into their territory. So even other Americans can be um, against other Americans moving around. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Just to put in the frame of reference, because black people get sensitive when I say uh, um, um, blacks that were in together, blacks that were conforming didn't want Bama's. And they're like, this isn't true. It's true. And then when I say the migrants, well, it was different because they're Americans. But I say, we actually did this to other Americans not too far ago, not too long ago. Anybody know? I'm going to just show you. We do this to other Americans. It was the California migration and exodus. California. So when all the Californians started fleeing California, it was a problem. It was like, don't let the Californians come. The Californians are coming, fucking everything up. The Californians are coming and raising the prices of the real estate. The Californians are coming and changing the political alignment of our areas. So you see, migration doesn't necessarily have to be uh, um, um, foreigner, illegal alien, and then against American. You Americans can discriminate against other Americans. California exodus. They messed up Nashville, Atlanta, Boise, Idaho, Oregon, Washington, Austin, Texas, Dallas, Nevada, Texas. Don't California, my Texas. So there's another example of even Americans discriminating against other Americans regardless of the affiliation. It was more political. Blacks discriminating against other blacks is is possible. Doesn't mean you have to be an illegal immigrant. Now we have the illegal immigrant migration. So migration is migration. If a group of people think that these migrants are going to come in and fuck it up just because they had the same skin color doesn't mean, oh, we welcome you with open arms. Just because you're American doesn't mean we welcome you with open arms. Other people can say we don't want these people to come in. We don't want the Californians to come in. You see how easy that works? A lot of people take these things personal. (laughs) Even when it's Americans migrating, people will be like, oh, man, this is messed up. Don't California my Texas. All right. Anyway, so migration is very, very tough issue. It doesn't matter if it's your people or not. It could be American citizens. It could be blacks. It could be whites um, in, in, in Southern California. They don't want certain people from the desert, the 909, to come into the 714. We don't want those people, but there will be the same race people. 
the white people don't the white people in the 714 and the 949 do not want 909ers coming in and migrating in. So they keep them out and they price them out. It happens. <laughs> it is what it is, emotional ass ninjas. But black people think it's always going, well, no, no. You. Yeah, man, it happens, bro. It happens. Let's get to this main event. Let's get to this main event. Did Drake cause this milly mouth ass muskrat a divorce main event style? There it is right here. Bobby Althoff. Althoff? I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. All right. Bobby Althoff. Husband Corey files for divorce. Gentlemen. Oh, my goodness. Can anybody last? Uh, Bobby Althoff was a famous figure on my channel for years. All right. For years. So she was the woman that used to say, um, what did she used to say? Let me see if I can pull up the video because sometimes if I pull it up, I, I lost the original video. Let me see if I can share the video before I share my feet picture collection. All right, I'm going to share my feet picture collection before I share the video. Uh, let me see if I can pull up. Let me see if I enter the studio, will my camera turn off? Maybe I thought I won't share my camera. Let me turn, let me stop the camera. Okay, okay. Let me mute. Looks like we're still up. Can you hear me? Maybe you can hear me. Maybe you can't. All right. Let me see if I can pull her up. Uh, I can't find her video. Oh, here we go right here. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw it up here. <laughs> Toss it up. I don't think I can stop the video, though. Here we go. My husband says he's upset with me because in his words, sweetie, you need to stop spending so much money on DoorDash. Ordering it three times a day is not appropriate and we need to start living within our means. Honey, it sounds like you have an income problem, not that I have a spending problem. Start earning more money and we won't have these issues. So I took his credit card that we share and I booked a vacation for my daughter Richard and I. We're staying in a hotel tonight and I hope he enjoys that I charged $8,000 to his credit card. Make more money, darling. All right. And so that's Bobby. That's Bobby Altoff there. Um, at the time, she was just starting off. At the time, she was just starting off in her internet. I messed up my camera, but it is what it is. But at the time, she was just starting off with this, um, this persona of a kind of like a wife that was like, uh, there's some videos where the husband tries to be sexual and she's like, throwing them off and all this stuff. And she's like, uh, so she developed this character. Then eventually she was like a, I guess, what is it? Sarcastic. She stole uh, somebody's flow. There's another guy that does this, stole his flow. And then she blew up. If you will, she became very famous for it. Let me see if I could pull up a video of her. This is her right here with Drake. So she does this like, uh, I guess she stonewalls you, non-emotional, kind of confusing. I don't even know what to call what she does. But let me play a clip. T-H-O-U-G-H-T. That's not how you spell it. That's how you, like, spell... Thought. Thought. Like, thought. Not, not like, you a thought. Has anyone ever called Why'd you a you thought? No. You a thought, Bobby. All right, and so, yeah, is it uh, Funny Marco was the guy that maybe was attributed with this, uh, but look at my camera now. That thing really messed my camera up. 
But even they were saying there was a guy before Funny Marco. But Funny Marco is the guy that kind of took off on Instagram. And she took off doing this type of persona as well, where she's like, you know, I I guess just, I I don't even know what to call it. Stonewalling you or whatever. Low personality, not having a personality. Well, anyway, it's called unfunny. Okay, it's called being unfunny. So you're being funny without being funny. So that's what it is. And you're reacting to people live and then they're giving you stuff and then you become unfunny without being, you're become funny without being unfunny. Okay, well, let's take you back to this photo right here of the husband. So the husband was fodder early on for his, for her Instagram comedy and she would treat him with the same unfunny demeanor. The awkward, dry humor. Yeah, that's what it was. The awkward, dry humor. Sandbagging kind of thing. And then people would get uncomfortable. And sometimes it will be celebrities. So she even got cursed out by Offset and things like this. Because people didn't know if she was being serious or not. And I know what social media is. You know, she's doing it as a persona. This is not really who she is. Now, she's probably playing something up that she has as a characteristic, but it's it's a character she's playing. And people don't understand and aren't able to distinguish characters on the internet versus people who are um people who are really like that personality-wise. Now, this guy right here, she would use him to diss him and play the beta husband and the sexist marriage and, the, and don't touch me type of thing and make more money. I stole your credit card. He basically was like, all right, uh, the straight guy, which basically we're going to abuse you. I'm going to abuse you financially type thing. Unfortunately, their marriage didn't last a short marriage with children. According to the Internet, the husband of content creator and podcaster Bobby Altoff has filed for divorce after four years of marriage. Okay, somebody said um, deadpan humor. Thank you for clearing that up. Four years. And by the way, the first skit that I played of her, that was early on in their marriage. I'll pull up her TikTok in a minute. The couple recently split back in July of 2023 due to irreconcilable differences. They have two daughters, one-year-old and a three-year-old. One and three. Damn. Damn, son. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. According to court docs, Corey is asking for joint custody of the kids. He also asked the court to block either party from requesting spousal support. Okay, so I don't know. I don't know um, who makes more money. He is one of the boys. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. So it might be. It might be possible that he has a good income already, and it affords her to be able to do this type of bit, deadpan, sarcastic, nonchalant type humor as a secondary income. Now, let's go back to this. One of the things that circulated circulated around the internet is she might have hooked up, this is allegedly, she might have got them breakbeat off by Drake. Now, anybody that knows Drizzy, Drizzy is a skeezer, <laughs> allegedly. Drizzy is a skeezer. Somebody said he's rich. I think they said they were from Orange County. He's a tech exec. Yep, so there you go right there. So she don't, he don't want to pay her off. Now, Drizzy is a skeezer. If he's with a woman, you can probably bet 
and make a good bet that Drizzy clapped them cheeks. You can probably bet that Drizzy got them cheeks. I spice. He flew her in. And then all of a sudden he was following her on Instagram. He flew her in. When she went back home, he unfollowed her. When she flew in, they did their interview and this ninja all up in bed. Husband's a millionaire. Okay, that makes sense. And Drizzy, like, all right, let me break out the black snake moan or the, uh, and you know, and Drake is half one of them boys. I'm not going to say what race, what people, we know I can't say that. Yeah, Drake, ha- oh, just say that. Maury just said that. Drake, one of them boys too. I'm not going to say what race, what people, we know I can't say Indeed. that. Indeed. So there was a Hava Nagila when they went up to the OVO in the six. Right, so we're just going to assume that this happened. And then judging by when they split, which was July 2023, this interview with Drizzy was July 2023 or therefore around. So this is why we're asking what happened. And Drizzy, they look like they split around the time of this interview. Let me play some of this clip. Are you calling me that right now? Kind of, yeah. You a little thotty, Bobby. What does that mean? <laughs> it's just fun saying it to you because, like, you don't really get offended by it because you don't even really know what it means. So I can just say it to you, and like, I've never really been able to just look at someone and say that to their face. Thank you for that compliment, Aubrey. No problem. <laughs> she called him Aubrey. T h o u g h t. That's not how you spell it. That's how you like. Now, I don't get it. She's interviewed Shaq. I don't find anything she does to be funny. Now, the thing that she did with the Make More Money Darling was like, wow. And she played it so good that it was very believable that wives would do that to a husband. All right. I don't know what happened to my camera here, but here we go right here. This woman is now addressing right here with, uh, who is this guy right here? I can't remember. He's from... um, you know me with names. He's from uh, Bleacher Report, not Bleacher Report. Uh, one of them places. He eats pizza. All right, but here's Bobby. She's a little framed woman. She's a little Millie Mouth uh, muskrat. Like, I don't think she's probably bigger than 5'2". She's very small frame, very thin. Uh, she has a body of a teenager. Like, not even a teenage girl. <laughs> I mean, a teenage boy. Like a young, like a 15-year-old. Bird-chested. But, um... She's very small, and you can see her. She very, and she playing this character, but she's addressing, she's addressing with another one, Dave Portnoy. Boy, this is a whole. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. All right, man, it's a convention. <laughs> All right, say everywhere. All right, here we go right here. He's addressing with her the rumor, and Bobby's going to say Drake um, revealed that he hooked up with her, revealed that he hooked up with her. To be like a comedian, basically. I, yeah, I mean that's what I'm trying right now. I don't yeah, know I mean it clearly it's com- comedy. I, I feel like I, I never say that because I'm aware of the people who don't think I'm funny, and I don't want to like be like, oh, she thinks she's funny. If you had to write me a song right now, what would you do? What would you sing? Fair use. What would I name it? No, sing the song that you wrote about me right now. Write me a song in your head. Why do you think that was such a good sound? Like Kiki, who's Kiki? It doesn't matter. The point is like. You, you would not know who sang that song. In a recent turn of events, podcaster Bobby Altoff has come forward to slam rapper Drake for his claims about their alleged hookup. She got some big titties for her little body, though. 
the controversy has taken the internet by storm, with fans and critics alike dissecting every detail of this unfolding drama. Drake, known for his candid lyrics and often autobiographical approach to his music, hinted at a romantic liaison with Bobby in one of his recent tracks. The lyrics, which alluded to a night of passion, quickly became the talk of the town, leading to widespread speculation about the identity of the woman in question. It didn't take long for fans to connect the dots, pointing fingers at Bobby Altoff. As the song gained traction, Bobby Altoff found herself at the center of a media frenzy. Fans dissected every line of the song, trying to find more clues that could confirm the alleged hookup. Social media was abuzz with theories, with some even digging up past interactions between Bobby and Drake to support their claims. Am I your type? Um, I'd do it. All right, Drake said, I'm folding. All right. <laughs> Drake said, I'm folding. Yeah, that brother's starving. Now, here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing about this, right? So this is where you're finding out. Uh, the, the way you can figure this out is see what happened. So now you have the divorce. You have the interview that took place in July 2023. You have the split up in July 2023. So something must be there. Something must be there. We don't know if it's Drake. But, uh, yeah, them milkers. Drake, Drake got to the milkers. All right, she got some mommy milkers. Yes, she does. All right, and Drake got to them. He was like, I fold. Yep. He's like, I fold. But Drake is not very... He doesn't have a lot of discretion. He doesn't, I don't think he, he, this is allegedly, he doesn't come across as a guy that has a lot of discretion, meaning it's not like the woman has to be super fine. In fact, he probably tired of super fine chicks. He, he probably like basic chicks. Thank you. This isn't the first time Drake has made headlines with his lyrics. Over the years, the rapper has been known to drop hints about his personal life in his songs, leading to, I don't care about all this. All right, let's 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 go ahead. Uh, let's let's see if we can get a couple more clues here. With Bobby, while the rumors swirled, Bobby initially chose to remain silent, perhaps hoping the storm would pass. Yeah, look at that frame, boy. She does have some. She does have some milkers for that little frame there. That house looks familiar. That definitely looks like a Laguna Beach house. Silent, perhaps hoping the storm would pass. However, as the speculation grew louder and more insistent, it became clear that she would need to address the situation head on. Being thrust into the limelight in such a manner can be overwhelming. For Bobby, a respected podcaster, the sudden attention on her personal life, based on mere lyrical insinuations, might have been unexpected and unwelcome. The situation underscores the challenges faced by individuals when their personal lives become intertwined with popular culture narrative. Man, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand how she became famous, but, you know, the Internet is weird. Some people might believe that they don't know why I became famous or infamous. I'm not famous. I'm infamous. But this woman is like, <laughs> like, I don't get it. Individuals when their personal lives become intertwined with popular culture narratives. I get it, but I don't get it. You know what I mean? I get it. There's a lot of people who like girl next door, basic girls and, and plain Janes. I, I, I completely understand that. But to be like, she, she's very, she, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. But to be like completely famous is somewhat like out of left field. Some people then said she's an industry plant and that type of thing. But, um, you know. Bobby, however, was quick to set the record. Damn, she got lice flying around. Great. In a statement released on her social media platforms, she categorically denied any romantic involvement with the rapper. 
For the record, the rumors are just that rumors. I have never had any romantic relationship with Drake. Well, that puts it into it right there. I mean, what do we need to investigate any further? That that puts it into it. With that being said, I think there's another video here of her addressing it, airing it out. Let's see what she says right here. Right here. So Drake came on and what was the beef? What was the thing? What was the thing that went viral with you and Drake where they're like the unfollow? What happened with that? Why did he unfollow you? Um, I guess we'll never know. When's the last time you talked to him? Um, like a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. So that's your homeboy for real. We're, he's he's breaking I'm news. Very, he's a very nice person, and he's definitely clearly changed the trajectory of. That was a big word. I don't. I mean, sure I he did change it. Changed I mean, the that's of my how, whole career. So Drake came on. Uh, was that it? So I, I found out about you from him. So I'd I don't think I think he, yeah, either him or Funny Marco, but like yeah. both of them, um, definitely changed my whole entire life. So like, look at you giving crazy. the black people props. Oh, they, yes, <laughs> they definitely did. There's no like, there's no I, without them. It's like I was still gonna be like posting with my hundred k views and not. It was it was a crazy like I. Like, because of who Drake is, you know. Yeah. Like, I remember him in his Degrassi days. It's like, you know that interviewing him is going to change your career. Like, it was something I knew. So I... I found out about you from him. So I... happened. I was like, when it was... Yeah. Before it happened, I was like... And then sitting on the interview for a while was like the craziest thing. Like, I'm, I have this interview that I'm going to post. And I'm like, oh my God, just any day now I can post yeah. this interview. And it's going to, like, change my life. And, like... And it did. And, and it did change your life. You got more amazing guests. It's so interesting, this whole, this, the, the, just the trajectory of all of this. You know, if somebody that happened. I mean, it's interesting to me. I don't. New, 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 new world order. Um, but um, anyway, she, she knows somebody. She knows a person for sure. But with that being said, another marriage down the drain. The husband's moving on. I think that something might have happened there. There might be a non-disclosure agreement. She can't say. And all of that in a bag of chips ahoy. Uh, Drake is probably going to, maybe he took her to the dookie room. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Maybe he took her to the dookie room. I have no idea. This woman, uh, does she clean up nice? I don't know. Uh, one thing about, one thing about this, this woman that people won't say is that, and I'm looking at that Kiki Palmer podcast. Like, dude, people watch that more than me. I got way more entertaining than this. One thing that people will never acknowledge is that there's something in play here about women who look young. People will not acknowledge this. And people will then wonder why she's famous or infamous. Let's just put this out here. And I'm never afraid to, uh, uh, to I'm, not, I'm never afraid to discuss this. People act like this is not true. But this woman looks like what would be constituted a teenager. Okay, very much. And then when you think about why she becomes famous, why people are attracted to her, why people like her, she looks like a teenager. Okay, let's just put this out here. She's neotenous. She looks young. And people are attracted to young women. And of course, she's legal age, so people can pass it off as well. But really, this woman looks like she's 16 or 17. And that is probably why she gets a pass and people are, she looks like the girl next door. That's what it is. That's what an uh, underage 21-year-old. And it's like, I can catch a case. I can, I can do this and not catch a case. 
but that type of thing. She looks like a freshman at the university. Are you a freshman at the university? So no, no. <laughs> you can get your. You look like no. a freshman. You can get your Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, you can get your Jeffrey Epstein on without going to the Lolita Island. Take a look. Take a look. You cannot deny it. She looks like a girl ready to go to her homecoming dance with a little bit of extra makeup. That's what it looks like. And people do try to get their rocks off on that. Yes, indeed. And that industry, for sure, right? For sure, that's why it is. So people wonder, why is she famous? Ninja, I, dude, when I was pulling up uh, thumbnail pictures for her, there was a picture I pulled up. I was like, this girl looks like a teenager. She looks like a young, young girl. And that's why people go, they, they push her up there. And I'm thinking, um, I don't know how old she is either. I don't think she's older than, let me see what her age is. Age 26. All right, but I say she looks between 16 and 18. Other than that, underage 26-year-old. And that's a part of the reason why she's famous, but not a lot of people will admit it. All right, anyway, let me get to these super chats because I got to hit the showers. But her face, yeah. Her face not that attractive for sure. All right, but uh, anyway, woo, we got some brothers that jumped in here. Bronx King says, do stepdaddies realize they are looked at or looking at walking in talking evidence that your wife was getting her club shot up by another man, do they? And that's you. They don't care. They don't care. They trying to get some punani. My camera's messed up. They trying to get some punani. They don't care. All right. I don't think that crosses their mind. JC says Ocho Cinco said in an interview in front of his wife that he's so confident in Kansas City winning that if they lose, he will divorce her. Stop eating McDonald's and no sex for a year. Sound like he wants out. Mm. Mm. I don't know, man. That's not a wise vote, but I will probably look at Kansas City. They are underdog by two and a half points. So, Cody Draper, what are the main things that are driving a gap or a wedge between men and women? Plus, what's great advice for young men? The main thing that is driving a gap between men and women is that I believe that women are competitive with men financially, and that's making it difficult to date. All right, that's all it is. It's making it difficult because women have hypergamy. So, yes, if you reward women and then raise a group of women up to make thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 a year or even greater, but they still exercise hypergamy, that's problematic. That's going to be problematic across the board <laughs> because women, the majority of women aren't going to financially support the majority of men. Now, men will financially support in, in a greater extent, the majority of women will do it. They won't. So now you have a massive problem of mating. And you cannot change a female's hypergamy. She makes 60 grand or 50 grand. She wants a guy that makes 60, 70, 80, 90. That's just inherent. If she does make more, uh, like that woman, she's going viral in the red pill space. I covered her already. Uh, that says, I'm dating a broke guy and I have a problem with it. Yeah, I pay for this and I help him with that. But inherently, they can't, they can't, not all of them which means the majority of women who out-earn men should be taking care of men who, who aren't making money. That's how it works. 
But they're like, no, I make this, so I deserve equal or higher. That That is screwing everything up. Now, I don't have a fix to it. I simply say, you got to find your you got to find your level. So that's why people are going overseas, junior college, but that opens up women to prostitution. That's all that does because they're not going to be they're not going to be able to solve their problem. They're going to have $60,000 a year and still be broke and still reaching for men to find the top tier men that have but there's too many women that earn $60,000 and above. There's too many women and they're all looking for equal or more. It is fucked up. I don't know how you can get past that. You're going to have a slower birth rate. You're going to have more single women. You're going to have more single men. You're going to have eight. You're going to have the majority of men banging the majority of uh, the, well, you know, like the, you're going to have the majority of women seeking out the top 10, 30% of men. 30, 35% of men are going to win. Some women ain't going to make it. Some women are still going to be broke no matter what income they make because that's how they are inherently. And then they're going to, it's just, it's just difficult. It's just difficult. That's the biggest wedge between men and women. And for men, you got to overcome this or find a way out of that. Junior college, passport bros, um, raising your money up or, you know, dating in a situation or monk mode or MGTOW. <laughs> You got to find your way around it, but you got to remember, you got to do this for the rest of your life. You can't just check out. That's the biggest wedge. Shout out to Sean destiny in the building with the sponsorship. I'm he says, Sean destiny says one more for truth. Thank you, Sean jumping in there with the sponsorship. JC says, if you guys have small children today, you're going to have to be on the ball if you want them to have any chance in life. Good luck. Yes, our your kids' competitors are the immigrants' kids and so forth and so on. I mean, we just have way more people. And I heard there's a rumor that the powers that be would love to see one billion people in America. They would love to see that. And then there's the anti-people who don't want people to... <laughs> procreate so you have this dynamic of people wanting to kill people off and then you have a dynamic where they're like just just put more people in america now this is not a good idea fiscally it's going to lead to a socialist uh, society and more people under control more poverty there's not that many winners in life there's a lot of losers so the more people you pile in by the way if you want to know the numbers we're at about 380 million americans if we try to get to a billion and we have the space to do it, we don't have the resources to do it, but there is an idea that people would love to see that happen um, as opposed to stopping people from populating. I would think that if you're bringing in people in the border, you're probably online of thinking of getting more people into America and it would take relatively short order to get us to a billion, like a hundred years will be to a billion hundred years. I mean, with 30 million immigrants, 30 to 60 million immigrants in an eight year period, We'll get to a billion in, 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 in 50 years. <laughs> All right. New age slavery. Yeah. So it's not good. Uh, it, it doesn't make people produce more. It just makes you, you got basically 20% winners and 80% losers at that point. Uh, but uh, that's how it is. It's, uh, you have more slaves than you do have producers. Uh, what do we got? RP Trucker says, I just finished my drive for the day. I started. Before you started your first stream this morning, 
Trucking is a grind. Thanks for all you do. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Dang. All right. He started when I started this morning and you finished up with CGA. Thank you, brother. The dictator says, I didn't know that that was Richard's mom. He says, make more money, Drake and Yachty and all the other rappers. Offset. Offset. Jungle Strut says, salute to you, coach. Just dropped a little. Just He said, just a little drop in the bucket. I appreciate that, the tip bucket. Thank you for today's episode on the family values. Men fix men, ladies fix ladies. That is the proper order. Uh, but, you know, ladies don't want to listen to men now because they have financial independence, right? They have access to the bag. So they don't have to listen to us anymore. They don't have a dependency on us to an extent anymore. That's just my opinion on that. And that's going to create a problem, um, you know, of us being able to get along. They don't need us like that. All right. Shout out to, uh, we're going to call it Cameron says, late, uh, love the show, coach. Quick question. Why ninjas complain their women are not having marital intercourse and allow her to weaponize that peace leave? What's the solution? Well, the reason is most times by the time she stops having sex and weaponize the peace leave, it's too late for him to get out. He does fear losing his kids. So you have young children, potentially. You have property that you probably just bought. You probably have cars. You have debt together. And then if you think about it, the guy is going to say, I'm going to blow all of that up and lose my kids and lose the house that we just bought. I have a, I have a four-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old, and the wife doesn't no longer have sex. So he then goes, I need to, I need to, I need to solve this. But guys won't pull the ripcord because he's going to look like an asshole. You left your kids. You left your wife pregnant and your young kids. Just like this guy. The guy of the Bobby woman. He has uh, two kids. They're both young. And he pulled the ripcord. He's going to catch all kind of hell. And he's going to pay, what, 16, 18, 20 years of child support? Yeah. That's why guys don't pull out. Women don't hold their punanis hostage until... We call it the investment phase. The investment phase has to be seen into fruition before the woman can change her bullshit up. This is the marriage wheel. So uh, this is what I published in my book, The Evolution. You got the connection phase, the investment phase, then the bait and switch, the rug pull. So in the invest, the connection phase, oh, I love you. I love you so much. The investment phase, house, kids, cars, private school, bills, doctor's bills, all that shit. Then she ain't going to flip out until stage number three. She's not going to flip out in stage number one or two. She's not going to stop having sex with you until stage number three. And this is when the bag is secured. You're most likely not going to want to lose everything in stage number two. Right? It's painful. It's painful. So that's why guys put up with it. You never hear people, I mean, if you think of a divorce, think of a divorce story that you know. How many divorce stories do you hear where there's no children, no cars, no houses? How many divorce stories do you hear where there's no kids, no houses, no cars, no debt? No. You almost inevitably hear there were kids involved. There was a house. There were cars to split up. There were years of community property. It's very rare for people to divorce prior to the investment phase. 
Matter of fact, the woman ain't that dumb. She's like, why would I divorce now? That's an L for her. So she's got to cooperate to an extent to get to the, that, to that, in, to the completion of the investment phase so that then she can say it's worth leaving because at least I can get this. I can get that. I can get support. I can get the house. I can get, I can get a safety net. But it's rare to get one. Yeah, you can. He says I can't count on one hand. I know, I know a few couples that divorce before kids, but not that many. Most of it is after kids, after house, after all that. Anyway, and then so if she don't want to have sex with you, there's no punishment for her. She could just sandbag on you. Uh, where are we at? No government name. This creator, Doctor B O A. Oh, my bad. And he says right here, uh, I I messed it up, but uh, I'm gonna read the rest. <laughs> <laughs> all right shout out to our brother dr boa uh and i didn't mention your name <laughs> you did tell me not to anyway shout out to the doc I, I i know the doc but anyway i i appreciate what you're saying there zero he's like ninja <laughs> the dude's like ninja please all right shout out to uh um zero fallout says drizzy was like I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? Oh, oh, have a Lagila? Have a Gila? That's what you're saying. Gila, nah, 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 Gila? I'm not sure what that is. All right, we got a couple more. <laughs> he like, this ninja's stupid. You dumb ninja. Ninja cursing me out right now. He cursing me out. <laughs> he cursing me out. He like, you idiot. I told you, you dumb. Sometimes I'm dumb, y'all. It's I'm tired, man. I'm tired. I'm tired. Blame it on, blame it on the rain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, he cursing me out, man. He like, give me my money back. Give me my money back. All right, look, we done for the day. I'm about to hit the showers, and it's about to get mad gordita in here. All right, I think I got everybody, man. So do me a favor, hit the like button. We're going to be back for Thursday. It is Ling Ling Thursday. And I think, oh, nope, I got one more. But it is Ling Ling Thursday, and it will be Ling Ling Thursday for me. William says, if Mexicans are the new immigrants and blacks are the old immigrants, then who is going to be the next immigrants? Uh, well, we do have the Asians. The Asians are going to be very big population of people who are going to move. And they're on the move. Asians. So um, that's going to be the next one. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be whites, Latinos, Asians, then blacks, numerically. And Asians have a big population of people to move, large. We talk about China and then um, East Asians, which are Indian, uh, which would be India. They got a lot of people to move. Yes, they got allegedly a billion in China, and they struggling out there. So they trying to get the fuck up out of there, but <laughs> all right. Anyway, take out Thursday tomorrow. Shout out to the Coach Gang. We out of here. Peace.